As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This piercing helped me make friends because I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to this gay club slash bar. I don't know if you could, I'd call it more of a bar than a club. I don't know. It had an outside patio. I don't know how that's relevant to anything. But anyways. I mean, it makes it sound like it's really classy. So I walked past. I'm like, uh-huh, I don't know. There's this. Does, I don't know if this is my scene. Uh, well, like, why, why did it not seem like it was your scene? Okay. I, I tweeted about this on Twitter, too. And it's something that kind of frustrates me about a lot of any like queer like clubs or bars or anything like that. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at it, every single picture, there's like a gay flag in plain sight. There's not one single trans flag at all anywhere uh-huh. at all. So I'm like, hmm. But I mean, do they have other flags there besides the gay pride flag? No, just the gay pride flag. Well, I mean, I feel like that's just a blanket one that everyone kind of would just use. Uh, hold on. I got to sneeze. I had to get my wine. Hold on, too. Uh, a chew. Oh, that was a messy one. Fuck. Gross. Oh, God. So hard to blow your nose now. My nose. Ugh. Sorry, I had to get my box of wine. Oh, fuck. It's seriously really, like, it's impossible to blow my nose now. I hate it. But I love it. I love the thing that can't make me blow my nose, but the, you know what I mean. God damn it. What? Septum? No, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling at this point. This probably won't be in the podcast. It's fine. You don't know that. It could be. I'm the one editing this. Well, you don't don't know. What if you get, like, super high or or drunk one day? You're like, you know what? I'm going to leave this bullshit in the podcast. Next thing Uh, you know, it's Spotify. And then um, you get sued. I don't think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. 
It's definitely not how that works. I, I'm pre- I've read at least three pages of legal stuff on Wikipedia. I'm pretty sure I know how it works. Oh my god! But yeah, anyway, so I'm like, I, I walk past it. I like, I walk back. I'm kind of staring at it, and then I got like a, a compliment, and then we start. I started talking with two people, and we hung out the the bar slash club that night. So I made two friends. Oh, that's cool. That's the story. Did you tear down the flag in a fit of rage? No, yell, there's no flag tearing. Yell a uh, trans rage and just start kicking things over. No. Well, you should start doing that. I should just, in general just start <laughs> kicking things over. Just start yelling trans rage. <laughs> you wouldn't give me rights now. It's trans rage, bitch. <laughs> trans rage. That would actually be a pretty good hashtag for you. Hashtag trans rage. Uh, hashtag trans rage. Veronica trans rage. Oh, oh no. No, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hey, this is X-Over. It's like crossover. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I've been doing uh, pretty pretty good. A little swifty right now. Just a little bit? I mean, yeah, what you call it? I had my, my podcast recorded right before this, and homie brought over, obviously, some piff. He, uh, so we, we lit, we, we packed the aquarium, right? And... But he put a, a layer of keef on top. I'm going to turn this video off, by because I think it's fucking up your sound. Is it? Yeah, it's, keep talking. We'll see. This, there might be some... It's internet issues. But by the way, to get into it, when, I had to, when we did not the last episode with Dalton, but the one before that, when you were at your parents' house... Yeah. For some reason, you're, I guess it was because your internet, because you were probably wireless, and I know your parents' internet sucks. Yeah. Uh, basically, your friend, you're like some of your like words just got like there's like a long four second pause in like, between just random words that had to like zoom in and edit out to make it sound like they weren't like there wasn't this long like delay. Was it because I was getting cut out, or was it like it seemed like I said a word and then? So no, it didn't cut out. Like it's I don't know how I put this because it was like it was like it cut out, but it finished when it came back in. It was like you didn't like it's. Oh my god, I feel like an idiot trying to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it was like when you started talking, so you would say a word, like say the word you were saying was orange. You would stop at like, or, there'd be like a three second pause, and then it would just finish like, inge. Orange, oh, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's such a weird lag. So I blame your parents for the internet. Yeah, but all right, whatever. I mean, so far, I think, the, and also I think for that one too... No, no, that one I had the this mic, the 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 better mic, the one I had with uh, Dalton, was, which was, was a, a really I, fun podcast. By the way, everyone should listen oh, to it. Oh, that was super fun. He's such a cool dude, such a fun dude to talk to, such a sweetheart. Yeah, really, really cool dude. And you should definitely check out his uh, podcast. It's uh, Catch My Grift, right? Uh, if you can catch my grift. If you can catch my grift, yeah. Uh, actually, I was a little story to go back to the uh, the old wrestling show. Um, since he's not here to defend himself, uh, we explained to him what a himbo is and how he 100% is a himbo. And he's still not quite sure what the word means. All right, you're going to you're gonna have to brush me up on uh, some of this lingo here. Love you, buddy. You've never heard of the term himbo either? I'm pretty sure you've explained it to me before, but I'm trying to I'm just, just explain it to me just so I, 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 you know, it matches up with the definition in my head. It's more it's like the lovable idiot trope, basically. Okay, I got you. So, like, okay. Well, well-meaning, you know? Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I, I already have like five. Like, he's like the, a Chris Hemsworth st- uh, type of person. There you go. That's a, Chris, a high compliment, I'd say. Yeah, a Chris, a Chris Hemsworth type. I don't know. I can't say it properly right now. 
<laughs> That's fine. You got it. Too, too much wine. Too much wine. Oh, so how have you been? Uh, you know, plugging along. Been really busy with the comic thing. We had uh two online shows, one uh in person marketplace. Um, I mean, really cool thing about that. I actually saw a uh, Marvel artist there. That they oh, were cool. able to get to the, his name is Keith Williams. He did a lot of uh, artwork for Marvel in the nineties. Um, and he actually did, and I was talking with him, he did like a lot of runs on like a lot of stuff that I read, like indie stuff that I had no idea he was a part of. And like, we like, um, I think I mentioned it on this, uh, this thing called crossed, uh, which is like, uh, the walking dead meets the crazies. And it's a really gory comic. And like, if you know his artwork from the nineties, it's not the nineties. Marvel is not like gory or anything super vulgar. You know what I mean? It's Marvel. But when, when you look at Cross, it's fucking like night and day. And he does, and he actually had his original artwork for sale for Cross. And I really wanted to buy it, but that is that is some heavy fucking, what you call it? It was like five hundred bucks for a page, you know? Oof, yeah, that's that's I mean, understands. I'm sure it's worth it, but it's still oh, like yeah. it's original it's a, artwork, like his own pencil work, like not a copy, not a print. It's the original artwork. But also to be able to throw like five hundred dollars on just the thing to just have. Oh yeah, no, I I could not do that. I mean, I I bought a print that was like twenty bucks, you know what I mean? And there then you I, go. And I got like an autograph, and I got to talk to him. And the guy's a super sweetheart. Like, if anyone ever goes to, I think the next convention he'll be at is a uh, Big Apple convention in New York City in September. So if you guys, anyone's going to that convention, check out Keith Williams' booth. He's a complete sweetheart. His prices for like commissions and stuff are really like pretty reasonable, especially for a published Marvel artist. Um, I mean, he did a whole run on like Avatar Press, which is a big indie company that I love and a bunch of other stuff. Like it was really cool talking with him, too. Like I said, he was a super sweetheart and he was really cool talking with me about Avatar Press and stuff. Because I'm like telling him, like, I didn't think you would ever do something like that. He's like, yeah, no, I did a whole run of like really gory comics and shit. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Sounds good. Uh, was there anything you checked out this week, despite your busy schedule? So I- I'm trying to get more into the swing of my own podcast, but. When it comes to movies, you know how much I love bad movies, right? Oh, 100%. They're like your favorite. Yeah. So it's very rare that sometimes I come across bad movies that are just fucking bad. And, it's, and, I, I'm, and you know, it's that feeling of like I go in and I'm like, all right, this is going to be fun. I want this to be fun. And then when I'm watching, like, this isn't fun. This is a fucking chore. Why did I do this to myself? And it's like, so we watched Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. Not good. Let me put it this way. So, because we didn't get into like super details, because obviously the whole point of mine is podcast is that we get super fucked up and just really fuck up the reviews. So, <laughs> um, and to be actually more informational about it on, on your podcast, since I get to be more professional here. There's nothing professional about this podcast, by the way. I'm not, not a damn thing. I mean, I am drinking wine out of a grape soda can. So. My point. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so. Battlefield Earth. So you you are aware of Scientology, correct? Very much so. Yes. You know, uh, so the the creator and the founder of Scientology is Elron Hubbard. Uh, the guy is known, I think, still to this day, to hold the record for putting out the most science fiction work uh, ever. And that's because he just constantly pumped out like really really shitty stories all the time. <laughs> One of those stories was Battlefield Earth. So and John Travolta happens to also be a Scientologist. This. Yes. This is the Hollywood Scientology movie. As much as the creators of this don't want to and like want don't want people to take it as that, that is exactly what it is. I have never seen a movie 
I, I, this is this is why I like look i know you're asking me like with the things i've gotten into like this past week but this this is gonna like haunt me for a little while <laughs> like okay it's like it's something like it's like one of those things i feel almost, almost feel like like a like a vietnam survivor that just has to like just get it off his chest right now because otherwise it's gonna haunt me in my dreams like i'm gonna see like this weird klingon out john travolta just haunting me in my dreams if i don't say things about it right now like that's so fair it's it is it is a disaster of a movie. I've never seen a, a movie look so expensive and so cheap at the same time. And it's not so much a movie where it's just bad good. I can't I, I can't, I'm I'm frustrated because I can't figure out whether it's bad good or good bad. It's like have you seen Community? Yes. Have you seen the episode where uh Abed is faced with the the problem is Nick Cage a good actor or a bad actor? 1 million percent ideal. Watching this movie, I'm like, I am. I feel like Abed trying to figure out: is this a good bad movie or a bad bad movie? Because <laughs> my half the time, it's it's entertaining to watch if you break it down and just watch how they fuck up every single aspect of filmmaking that you can think of. Cinematography destroyed. Editing. It feels like someone took cough medicine and decided to edit this movie. There are <laughs> slow, there's slow motion effects and not even like good slow motion effects, like shit that like you and me would create in like Microsoft Movie Editor when we were kids, like like that kind of slow motion editing in the most random parts. Like there'll be like a, a lady like just turning in the middle of, of a scene and it'll slow motion. And not only slow motion, they'll do one of those Star Wars style like scene wipes. Like they, they'll like star wipe or like side swipe or something. You know what oh, I mean? Oh no! And it makes no sense. What? Oh my god! Like, the, and I feel so bad for the main actor, uh, Barry Pepper. He plays the the main lead, which, by the way, the name of the main lead is Johnny Goodboy. Can you please repeat that? Johnny Goodboy. As in Johnny's like a good boy. Oh, it's oh no. The whole premise of the movie, I mean, just to save everybody the trouble, because I even said in my podcast, don't watch this movie. Like, there's, there's no reason for anyone to watch <laughs> this movie. There's no reason to put, for anyone to put their time or energy or money. Like, if this is ever up for rent, you better just bypass that shit. If you're even curious about it, I don't care. Pirate it. I'll even say it right now. Pirate that shit. I don't give a fuck. No money should ever go to this movie. Ever. Because it's probably just going to go to the Scientologists anyways and fuck those people. Sounds like, like no time should go to this movie either. No, I feel so bad for Barry Pepper because this guy, he, um, the main actor, he's been in a lot of war movies. I think he was in Saving Private Ryan. He was in We Were Soldiers. He plays the same role, like some country dude that's just in a war movie. Like okay. That thing. Um, but, and this is, I guess this was his like chance of like being like the, this lead action hero and like a sci-fi uh, blockbuster. And oh my God, this was like a disaster on such an epic proportion. Like, there were effects in this like they'll have like this amazing amazing cgi spectacle i mean and by amazing i mean it it definitely cost them a lot of money but it looks like shit and, oh my gosh like, i'm talking like ps1 graphics like bad and Yikes. not only not only that like they'll have prosthetics for the makeup like john travolta in one hand is supposed to have like six fingers and but but i swear to god that pinky is just dangling and jiggling because that those are gloves he, they don't even give him good prosthetics for his hand. They were straight up gloves. Like, it, it looks so fucking bad. And Forrest Whitaker, like, they actually have some decent actors in this. And for some reason, they couldn't pull, pull off a fucking decent movie. Like, this could have been just a run-of-the-mill, like, meh 
movie where if it like came on i'd be like you know what i'll, I'll watch this if it just came on on tbs and i still watch cable and it was like what 2006 but th- this oh my god like i i literally had to start the podcast before saying okay let me start this by saying i apologize to you dylan and you mike and to america for having to have to deal with this movie <laughs> Because this was a garbage movie. I mean, garbage. Like, and and it, and the thing is, it's and also by the way, it's like two hours plus. Oh no, that's it way is, too long for a it movie. Is two hours plus, and you, at, at least at least forty five minutes of that was slow motion shot. You know how I feel about movies that are like too long. Yeah, yeah. You you can't sit so long enough for movies like that. I'm I don't. Sure. Like, you have to be really good to pull my attention. And this does not sound like this is going to pull my attention. Oh, absolutely not. Because you know what it is? Even you would think, like, even for a bad movie, they'd have, like, some crazy dumb action or something. No. Half of this movie is them doing some half-assed Game of Thrones, Mad Men, corporate-style fucking, I don't know, like, politics shit that, like, I feel like this is, like, if, like, a 12-year-old was given the task of trying to write, like, a Game of Thrones, like political intrigue triangle this is what they tried doing in battlefield earth because it's like this guy's trying to backstab this guy and this guy's backstabbing this guy but this guy's failing at it but it's it's so cartoonish and so bad like this is let me put it this way there's a scene right there's there's a scene where this guy goes well let me why don't you run the plan the plan through to me and then literally you can literally see him his hand go underneath click a button really loud, audibly loud, and a little camera in the ceiling come out and point at this man that he's trying to blackmail. Oh, my God. And the man has no idea that he's being blackmailed right now. And then after it's all done, he literally, the guy, John Travolta turns around and goes, oh, by the way, I filmed you just now. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I'm sorry, you have to really just watch it. Like, I can't, I'm not even really doing justice on how. I think I'm going to pass on this one. I I mean, just, I might show you just that little clip. But other than that little clip, it's not worth watching. Like, it's two hours of just mind-numbing, horrible. I, I can't even like, because you know what it is? It's it's more baffling than ever. You, you spend more brain cells trying to comprehend how this movie got made, <laughs> how we got put out, who edited this, who said this was okay. Like, I and this is why I assume maybe Scientology really had a big hand in making this because like, and they're just not saying it because I'm like this. This seems like. Almost like when Christians try to make a hip movie for the kids to watch. This well, is like, like Scientology tried doing. Yes, like when Mel Gibson tried doing The Passion. This is Scientology's The Passion. I was going to say like something like, what, God's Not Dead? I see that movie in like a Walmart all the time. Oh, I've never watched it. That just that sounds like a really stupid movie. It probably is. I think there's like sequels to it. There is. There's like a sequel or something. I don't know. I remember some person that I was hooking up with watched that. And they were just. I, I was like, I don't want to watch that. He is wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> I think we need to process that. Process what? That whole statement. Why? Someone who watches that movie doesn't seem like the person that would be like, I'm going to be the person, I'll hook up with people type of person. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, she's very contradictory in her beliefs, like most other, you know, people that are really religious are. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I mean, it's like, yeah, I got pretty far with her, too. So, I mean. <laughs> and you said this is the professional podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, fuck. I have more wine, too, so <laughs> professionalism's out the door. It's but, yeah, sad. that's really what's been bugging me this week, man. Like, just fucking, just so fucking, I can't, I can't deal with this movie. 
I cannot. And I, and I told them after this, I'm sorry, no more bad movies. We'll, we'll try and put in good movies in the list because I have to. I make them choose by eliminating like numbers and shit, so they have to pick the movies at random. That's an interesting concept. It's fun because like it, it's it's mainly movies that they know, and I put like only a few movies that we all haven't seen collectively. Um, and they just kind of rattle off numbers. I I cross it off a list, and then when they get to the last one, that's what we watch. And it's been interesting what they've been picking. Before I think so far it's been Pineapple Express, Air Force One. Oh, yeah, we just did uh, fucking... See, I'm trying to forget about it already. We just did Battlefield Earth. And I think... <laughs> and the next one we're doing is actually... I already forgot. Tears of the Sun. Out of left field. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, I didn't even... I, like, I put in movies that, that we know... I put, like, I put in, like, Predators. I put in... What was it? I put in Star Wars. I put in the first Matrix since, like, the new Matrix... Uh, what you call it? Trailer just came out. I put John Wick since John Wick is supposed to be coming out. Like I put in some like notable ones and then I just threw in these random ones like Attack the Block, Tears of the Sun. I keep putting in Highlander and they keep crossing off Highlander. Can I make a suggestion of what a movie to put in? What? You should put in The Room. Oh no, they can't do that. Dylan can't do that. I think I, I would, believe I would, in them. Then no 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 no. Dylan would Dylan would not is not going to watch it. Okay, like, well then it's an absolute no for Dylan. Kick Dylan off that episode. Let me replace him for one episode, and we'll do the room. <laughs> Dylan, you're fired. <laughs> Dylan, but not really. Everyone's everyone's fired. We're re- we're revamping, recasting. I'm getting a younger crew, <laughs> a younger hipper crew that totally won't betray me later. We got this. Just to, just to get the room on there. I like I like this like little Game of Thrones canon I got going now. <laughs> just betrayal after betrayal, just because of the room. Tommy Wiseau's the room. Oh hi, Mark! Oh, oh hi, Mark! <laughs> oh, Hello, doggy! Yeah, that's the one. Hi, doggy! But that dog was so fucking cute. Like, <laughs> it, was. It, was it was like this little fat lump that just was smiling and like it was hilarious. That that movie's fucking gold. So yeah, you should review that movie. Uh, one of these days. I'm reviewing a, a secret one with uh, Pippi soon. Hopefully, she'll be able to handle this. It's been we're we're zero for four right now. We're oh no no well, one one for four. I'll say one for four. One for four. That's you know you can come back from that. I guess. Yeah, you know, like let's just, you know, we're on the fourth one. Let's see if like she she's good for this one, and then we'll try three more times, and those will bomb, and then we'll try again. It'll eventually it'll all even out. You know, she'll get used to it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. I just gotta. It's figure- not- it's not like you do these incredibly sporadically with her and she'll forget everything by the time you do the next one. Are you saying that's because that's exactly what happens? I mean, that's, I, mean I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not because that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm not even dignify you with an answer now. <sighs> well, what have you been checking out this week? Um, yo, I started... I Actually, today, I binged most of season one of Harley Quinn. Oh, word! The anime. Yeah, because I watched oh, it, I watched okay. some with you, but that was like sporadically. Yeah. I kind of had an idea for the show, and really, the impetus of this was I was at work and I saw this really cute like eyeshadow that was Harley Quinn themed. Because they had all these Batman ones, Batman themed ones, and the rest of them looked like fucking dog shit. Um, how are you? Like, how do you have Batman themed eyeshadows? Just different grays and like a yellow. <laughs> yes, yes, basically. Oh my God, that is horrible. But, like, the Harley one, I'm going to turn this on for camera, but, like, since we're an audio podcast, people can't see, but you can see. I will now witness the seeing. I am now seeing. Like, 
it's kind of hard with the light. Hold right, the, oh, let me see if I can expand my screen a little bit. Live, live edit, like live technical on the podcast. But like, there we go. Yeah, there's like a lot of dope colors in here. And yeah, yeah. So I get home last time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch the show. Because especially after, well, we'll obviously, we're going to be doing our review for Euphoria. After watching something that heavy, I'm like, let me think it was something just like a little, it's like a little light. I had to do the same exact thing after watching it too, by the way. <laughs> and this this feels perfect. Like, so I'm up to, I think I just finished episode 11 in season one. What did, what did you just finish? Like, what did they end up doing in that episode? Uh, so I guess with us, Harley Quinn season one spoilers, it was right after they got Ivy free and then, but Scarecrow dropped like one more thing of the, um, her pheromone into the um uh, uh, got you got you got you. the lake, lake. Right. was it the lake it was yeah i think it was the lake yeah it was the lake yeah no that hey that series gets really good it's re- it's a really good fucking series i recommend it's, that to anyone it's 100 percent my favorite take on like harley i i love that take on just batman characters in general like it's one of agreed, the agreed agreed it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. And they and not for nothing, they play into what their characters are, like in the comics and in other things. Like my favorite one of my favorites is uh Clayface. Because that, that that that's who he is. He's an he's a failed actor that tried doing something and you know, mutated into Clayface. But they just take that to a whole new level where he's just this like overtly Shakespearean like foppish dude, and it's just so awesome. He is great, like uh King Shark's fucking great. Oh, King Shark is my other favorite. He is fucking adorable. I think you can kindly go fuck yourself. <laughs> to oh, the other, yeah. to the family. Yeah. Well, you can kindly go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I also, after a while, I actually really liked, uh, I forgot the dude's name. I think his name is Saul. Like the, the old Jewish dude that turns into like a... Or oh, he, Sid. Sid? Yes. Sid, where he's just like, don't worry, I'll protect your adorable bodies. You guys just do what you have to do. He's like, you almost tried burning us last time. There's a lot worse things I could have done. And, it's like, <laughs> and he kills all those people. And he's just like, I was protecting and protecting your cute bodies, mind you. It's yeah, it's such a great show. Yeah. Um, I like because oh. it plays like everyone like they should. Because like one of my biggest beefs with how people treat like Joker and Harley, I feel like people don't actually understand how toxic that relationship is. And you know what's insane, too? Like, if you watch the old animated series, they didn't sugarcoat it. Like, he treated her like shit on that show. Oh, one million percent. Like, it was actually kind of traumatizing sometimes how he treated... Like, I, he, they literally showed him, like, backhanding her and, like, putting her on the ground. Like, it was pretty rough. Uh, by the way, quick correction. I was actually off. It's Sai. Oh, Sai. Okay, gotcha. Names are hard sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the character, but just... He's not, from what I, from unless I'm missing something, he's not canon in the comics or anything. I think he's just specifically for this show. Which is cool. I Like I said, I like how the show kind of gets to do its own thing. Yeah. And they, like I said, even with the characters that they have, they all play into what their characters are. Almost to like, like a comical extreme, which is, I really like the take on like how they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I think it's an all around good show. Like, it's just. It's probably my favorite DC thing. Granted, the bar is kind of low for that. That's very fair. But it's still, it's so enjoyable. Like like I said, this is my favorite take of Harley. It's at least it's actually embracing the 
Oh yeah, Joker is actually a piece of shit. Fuck him. Oh yeah, totally. But uh, what you call? I, I mean, yeah, no, and not for nothing too. Even for next season, which like um, is makes it even more promising, especially now that this is once again Harley. Spoiler alert! And you pretty much know what happens at the end too, right, V? I've, I've had an inkling. I got I got an idea, but yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil it too. Much. I'm not gonna really get into it then. But I mean, you pretty much you pretty much can tell what where where the story's going with Harley. A hundred percent, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. You, you can pretty much see where it's going with Harley. But once you get to that, they they got a cast of writers for the next season, which actually attributes more to uh, where Harley's story goes, and it it's it's very reassuring to know that they actually have people that are representing the right thing. If if you catch my drift. Cool, cool, um, cool. But it's it's really cool and like i said even like um the one thing i do like is that it's really empowering to women and it does make the males look sadistic and doofy but like the ones that are actually good they make them goofy but they do make them like how do i put it uh they, they mean well you know what i mean yeah you know they're not complete like cuz you you know you've seen kite man right Yes, I was about to bring up Kite Man. He's uh, you. You learn to like really like him by like the the end of the se- or you know this the end of this series, this season, anyways. Uh, but because he's he's like I said, he he comes off really stupid and douchey at first, but later you, you know he means well, and it's kind of like that facade type of thing. Yeah. So and you you start to empathize with him a little bit more as you as you get more into it. Well, like, yeah, because there's like that one episode he tries. He wants to take Ivy to the restaurant, and she's like, he realizes she's very embarrassed to be around him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, kite man. So the music kite man, <laughs> like, so, yeah, but, but he still has feelings. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, and they they show that, you know what I mean. But then also they do like make the shitty like males in this just really shitty. Like, what what's his face? Uh, it's is his name like Doctor Psycho or something? Because he's like yeah, a one. Psycho. He is such a piece of shit, but he's so fucking funny. <laughs> How he gets kicked out of the fucking Legion of Doom. <laughs> oh my god! Just everywhere. He is such a piece of shit, and it's just so funny. I love how they keep using that callback too. Yeah, I also love you. Just like. Uh, uh, what was it? Even when like uh, because Poison Ivy, I think I've uh, no, you're not up to that yet. But he he has this, he does this one thing where he's just like he has like a type of, a certain type of woman that he likes, <laughs> and it just gets really gross with it and shit. Like I'm like oh god, like I like by the end by the end it's like you know he does get his kind of you know what I mean. So it's it's always good to see because a lot of these villains they they do get theirs. I think uh, I'm trying to think of, like my favorite like kind of dc not reference but character that's like popped up that's not technically main cast like bane's up there i really love how he always has the voice i'm i was gonna mention that he's my favorite villain (laughs) in in this series he's my favorite absolute favorite villain because especially with his catchphrase like i'll blow you up chicken packer (laughs) explosions i'll blow you up jamba juice Oh. oh, he's so great! Oh no, he, um, he, I also really like uh, that the whole episode where they had was it? Yeah, Penguin's kid had the bar mitzvah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah. It's it's I'm a right. great series. Everyone should watch. I really mean that. Everyone should watch it.
So this is what the the founder of Enron feels like. <laughs> what does Enron do? I don't. They didn't do anything except I think tank. I think it was just like a, a Ponzi scheme company that like ruined the stock market for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Someone correct me on that. I totally just completely screwed up history on, on economics just now. <laughs> I totally just made up like my own little fan fiction of what happened with Enron. Let's see if you can tie this back to Harley Quinn. Uh, uh, no, I cannot. Let's just talk about Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, um, like, uh, I'll, and they just like, they straight up make the Joker just like a straight up like he's just an asshole that's self-absorbed oh yeah totally and i love how he just keeps getting his like at left and right he just keeps getting owned yeah 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 but uh but i mean honestly it's it's such a great series and it there's it has everything it has there's a lot of action like the fight scenes in this are actually really fucking good like a lot of the action scenes in this are really fucking good um i'm not, I'm not sure how far you are you're no you're not up to that yet where uh the villains divide up Gotham. Are you up to that yet? No, I am not. I think that's probably what's that's coming up. That's coming up next. And it's, you're, you're going to love it. Especially because, like I said, they play into each of these DC characters, actual characters from like the comics or like anything else you've seen them in. When you see the Mr. Freeze episode, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Might be referencing to a certain movie by a guy whose last name no, could no, be no, a job. No. No, okay. No, 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 no. That would have been that would have been great. I, I would have that would have been awesome. But no, not that. I just it, had to make sure. No, it it actually it's um it put it plays into more of like the he he's more of like the 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 Mister Freeze from uh the animated series. Okay, that's cool. I'll, I'm excited. I'm probably gonna watch it when we're done with this podcast. Yeah, it's like I said, the series is amazing, and not only that, after the series is over, like this run before they, I guess they start animating again, they actually did a, a little, I guess, in between comic series. Um, and so I still have to read that. I think there's like maybe only a couple issues that they put out for that. It's called uh, Harley and Ivy. So it's like about like, side adventures and stuff. So it, it should be pretty fun, especially if they keep it in the same like humor and vein of the show, which like one of the biggest criticisms I heard about it was, uh, you know, people didn't like how overtly funny it was or they didn't like how much cursing there was or sounds like some real dorks to me i don't know because the way the best way to describe it to anyone that hasn't watched it is like imagine if dc characters did their own venture brothers i can see, I can that. see that it's it's kind of the same humor the animation is very similar too but uh you know a lot of people just didn't like the take on it i guess they didn't like the overtly humorous things i think they wanted like a more inline or serious like show which i'm like why DC is way better when they do different shit, honestly. And that's why I say they're fucking dorks. It's like, and like I said, they play into the characters that they're supposed to be. Clayface is Clayface. Joker is Joker. Fucking Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. Poison Ivy, I actually love Poison Ivy in this because it... Oh, she's so great. It is the most down-to-earth version of Poison Ivy ever. Because at the end of the day, yeah, she's an eco-terrorist. That's what she is. But she's the whole point behind her is that she's really trying to save the earth in her own weird demented way. Yeah. This one, they actually make her more laid back. Like she's kind of like a hipster kind of eco, like an eco person. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but she's really cool in this. Like she's like, she's one of those chicks that you just want to be like best friends with. She's very likable. And like, and especially like uh, when did you, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to keep just mentioning random, but I mean, it's funny because I, I'm basically making you giving you things to look forward to, but, there's an episode between her, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. 
I imagine it has to be a season two episode. So I only have two episodes left in season one. Okay. Because that that one's really good. Because it, it really, like I said, it, it gives Poison Ivy, it humanizes the uh, Poison Ivy a lot. Same thing with Harley Quinn, too. Because the cool thing about the relationship between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, because they basically just become besties, you know, during this whole series. And... Like they humanize each other. Like Harley Quinn is this crazy psychotic clown badass, but like when she's with Ivy, it's just two girls just hanging out and talking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and that's it's great. Like I love the chemistry between the, and the friendships that that between her and the crew and stuff. I love how Harley Quinn like put together this crew, and it's like the the best fucking crew. Like I said, it's Clayface, it's fucking King Shark, it's Psy, it's. I mean, it, what's his face? Uh, Dr. Psycho. Dr. Psycho. He's a, he's a piece of shit, but he's hilarious to watch with them. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to finish season one tonight when we're done. Uh, I'll probably have more thoughts next week at next recording, because I'm sure by then I will absolutely be caught up on season two. Yeah, it, you're going to enjoy it. Like, it's also a very easy show to binge. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, so other than that, I didn't really do a whole lot. There was that Sony press conference, uh, which they showed a couple cool things. Uh, we saw a little more on the new God of War. People are getting pissy about Thor. Oh, uh, why? I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen a picture of Thor? Uh, in no. The game. No. Nope. Me... God of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So let me post something. Is, it, is it not Chris Hemsworth? It is not Chris Hemsworth. Well, how dare they? I'm so angry. <laughs> I can be that guy. Yeah. Why is Chris Hemsworth not in God of War? It's almost like that's not actually like what Thor looks like in mythology. How? how no. Shut up. He looks exactly like Chris Hemsworth. Do you know, how, do you know how to navigate the Disneyest Discord? Uh, maybe. Hold on, some a pop up just came up. Yep, that's. Oh my god, you have all the sounds on. Mute, learn to mute your fucking discords, you bitch. Hold on, I have. Oh no, I was about to press disconnect. It's still loading. So, oh wow. See, I clicked it too many times. So like fifty. Oh my god, Oscar. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, and it gave me a redirection notice. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow, this computer is like, it's like literally going super slow right now. It hasn't been going this slow at all. Oh, my God, I killed I'm, the podcast. I'm, I'm guaranteed, I guarantee you, it's doing it just because we're doing your podcast right now. You should oh, probably I get a new computer. I, I I saw the top. I see the top of the head. Do I agree? Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh my god, this one says like crashing my computer at <laughs> At first, I thought you were just being an asshole and laughing at the no. picture. No, and now I'm seeing the picture. What's wrong with this? It's Fat Thor from fucking Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like it's traditionally like how Thor looks in mythology. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that whole like the whole like chiseled thing is kind of like a whole like how do I want to put this? There might there might be some like problematic things about it. Yes. But I anyways. Don't, I don't understand. You might have to explain don't that. Don't worry to me. about it. You sure? Don't worry about it. You're fine. Uh, you sure about that? Someone probably... on Twitter, tell him. Someone on Twitter, get Just out. Just someone. Just some anyone. Hi there, editor's note. Uh it's me, Alex Worldwide Keller. I'm just gonna pipe in here real quick on my theory on why, you know, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Teutonic uh, iteration of Thor that, you know, we all know and love, loathe, whatever the fuck, 
might be problematic is that it's like more based on like some Aryan revisionist horse shit. When in fact, yeah, Thor, I mean, even if you read Sandman and shit, was a big fat, fat fuck, uh, more of a power builder, just a big gluttonous piece of shit. Not that blonde haired, blue eyed, uber mention type of a uh, motherfucker. Anyway, carry on. Also, by the way, I don't think uh, Thick Boy Thor looks that bad. No, I dig it. I dig the look. No, uh, like, other than that, that's uh, so we got a teaser for Spider-Man 2. I don't know if you got to see it. I saw, I, if it's the same teaser, uh, describe it. With you hear um, some talking, and then you maybe see like a symbiote, maybe? Oh, yes, yes, I saw that. Yeah, 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 so, so Venom's going to play a part in the new Spider-Man. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It look, It looks awesome. I mean, it's not so, coming out till 2023, so there's some time. Oh my god, really? Well, the reason I think that is because I have a feeling the next game that Insomniac's going to be putting out will be that Wolverine title that they had the little teaser for. Which the graphics for that look fucking insane. So, I, yeah, I think I think the release schedule is going to be Wolverine's coming out next, and then in 2023 we'll get Spider-Man. Okay, that's cool. Which, if that's like the plan, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I, mean, I imagine we'll get Wolverine probably like the end of next year. Do you think they're going to try to tie the games together? Or? I don't think they will. I think they're going to be their own things. There might be references. Okay. Like I, I can see it being in the same universe. I mean, because that'd be interesting. It's like, hey, look, let's just start building our own video game universe. I wouldn't complain. Like, like you said, the Spider-Man games have been fucking fantastic. Pretty fun, and also did they? Is it, so? Is there going to be like a two-player component? I don't know, because the way that that trailer looks, it looks like you can operate two different Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, I imagine both Peter and Miles will both be in the game. How that's going to work out, I'm not sure yet, but I'm excited okay. to see like if you could do like a co-op mode or something. I would be very much for that. That feels like a really big, ambitious thing, and for like an open-world game like that, though. True, very, very true. We'll see. We'll see. Like you said, they got some time. It's going to be about two years. So did they release anything else besides that little teaser for Wolverine, which is him in the bar? No, that was it. Which, by the way, just coming from like a comic fan's perspective, that is like that is how you want to see Logan kick off something because that is classic fucking Logan. Just it in is. the bar, just having some cheap ass whiskey. He just beat the shit out of a bunch of people. Someone else comes behind and he just pops the claws. That was fucking ill. Do you think they'll get someone that actually has the Canadian accent? I, I mean, I can't. No, no. <laughs> like they have to get someone that just sounds like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Is there a Canadian Clint Eastwood that you're aware of? I don't know. I don't. That's a frightening thought, actually. <laughs> Canadian Clint. There was there was a lot of people that wanted to see uh, Wayne from Letterkenny play Wolverine, and uh, while I love Wayne from Letterkenny, I can't see him being Wolverine. <laughs> He's too tall, isn't he? Well, that's not really that much of an issue. Cause He's too tall. Well, because technically, what you call it? Uh, te- well, technically, what's his face was too tall for it. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. What you call it? Because technically, the right size person, and I think people have already known this for a while. Danny DeVito was on a short list to be uh, Wolverine at one. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, like Wolverine was supposed to be like a, a pretty small dude. I'm talking like. Not like midget size, but like pretty small, like maybe like five, 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 four. I mean, he was always like he was always small in the cartoons. It seems like, yeah. But the fuck, that's kind of hunched over too. 
Yeah, and then after a while, people just kind of they kind of started drawing him like, all right, let's just make him fucking somewhat normal size because he's he's supposed to be like a small dude, and that's why like it was a big deal when he fought Hulk and could stand his you know keep his own with fucking the Hulk because he's supposed to be like kind of this small dude that's just supposed to be quick with fucking claws and quick regenerative regenerative abilities, but yeah, no, he's supposed to be a pretty small dude. Yeah, so I'm excited. Like I don't know there. We're getting the X-Men stuff that's not just comics now. Yes. And it's going to be pretty dope. Oh, what if they do like a whole X-Men game? Like, this will be years down the road because obviously Insomniac's got a lot on their plate. But, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it depends. If they keep it in the same vein of like the way they did the Spider-Man game, I, honestly, I, I have a lot of faith in what they can do with the property. Okay, let's let's see. You can only pick six X-Men to play as. Which six would you put in the game? Ooh. All right, uh, six X Men to play as. All right, I mean this this guy is kind of all over the place, but I'm a sucker for Cable. Hell yeah. Um. Okay, so you said how many? Six. Yeah. All right. So all right. So I said Cable. Let me see. Other than that, all right. I'll, I'm gonna put Gambit in there. That's a good choice. I I love Gambit. Because are we just talking like X Men, or can I tap into like? Let's no. let's keep it just straight up like X Men. Okay, 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 okay. Because I'm like, no, you're, you're getting me into like a little bit of a rap going into X Factor and like X Force and like. All right, so. <laughs> it's the first game. We gotta keep it simple. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone knows Cable. Everyone knows fucking um, Gambit. At this, I would hope people know Gambit at this point, even though he only made like what one movie appearance in like the really shitty Wolverine movie. Yeah, but he was in the cartoon. The cartoon was dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. The cartoon was dope. And he was in the Marvel vs. Capcom games. Who else? Alright. I gotta throw on my boy Nightcrawler. I can fuck with that. Nightcrawler's dope. Let me see. Because I'm trying to really think outside of the box here, but still people... Stuff that people would know. Um, I mean, just because just of the way that he always fights. I'll, I'll put Beast in there. Everyone loves Beast, right? Like Beast is crazy. Like I'm I, Not for nothing, too. Like uh, Beast and... Did you, you remember seeing him in the third movie? I remember nothing of the third movie. Well, number one, I'm pretty sure Kelsey Grammer played him. What? Like I think what? I'm I'm I could be wrong, people. Someone correct me. I think Kelsey. Hold on, hold on. No, I'm looking this up right the fuck now. Okay, okay, look it up. I'm almost 100 percent sure that Kelsey Grammer played Beast, but the way they showed him fighting, obviously, it wasn't Kelsey Grammer. Holy shit! It was Kelsey Grammer. Holy shit! Yes, yes. But they showed him fighting in three, and he was. Like doing some Marvel versus Capcom shit, and obviously it wasn't Kelsey Grammer doing it. But I don't think they ever actually ever put Beast in the Marvel versus Capcom game. Really? I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen him. Oh no, I could be thinking of something else. I think I'm actually thinking of like a Nintendo like side scroller where I see him because he could like climb and stick onto walls and shit. Yeah, there's that Capcom one, the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, that's the, the X-Men one game. Yeah, but he fought like really cool in that. But yeah, no, Beast has some really cool like combinations and shit that he can do. And he was pretty cool in the the other movies too, like X-Men First Class and shit. I think um, we're at four now for you. That was four? Okay, so I got two more. Because I know like I'm gonna you're gonna like I bet you you have some like loaded up and I'm gonna you're gonna say I'm like, oh why didn't I think of that? Um but let me see. Oh I need any more of my adult beverage. I can't wait to edit this and just make it seem like it didn't actually take you that long to think of these at all. <laughs> but I'll fine, still leave fine. that comment in. And this one. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna throw in a villain there. I, I'll throw in some Sabretooth, too. Interesting choice. 
Yeah, and then lastly, you know, I'm going to do one more villain. I'm going to do Mystique. Interesting. I don't think your list would ever happen, but it's an interesting choice. Mystique would be pretty cool to play okay, with. Well, I mean, your list as a whole, you ha- I feel like you have no face of the uh, franchise characters in it. No, not at all. That's that's really why I was thinking outside of the box, because otherwise I would have, like, it's like one that really came on with Cyclops, and I'm like, he's kind of a dork. He's a little bitch. But yeah. yeah. But, you, but people know who he is. So I would go Cyclops. Just kidding. So I would go Cyclops, 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 and Cyclops. Um, let's see. I'd go. Oh, if, just because you already have him in his own solo game, I'd probably put Wolverine in there because you'd at least have a familiar character that players would be familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Um, then going off favorites, I would go Rogue. I would go. I would go Colossus. Yeah, those are on my mind too. But as well as I'm gonna steal another one from me and go Nightcrawler. That's four, yeah. right? Yeah, he would just be really fun to play. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. How do people feel about Dazzler? Um, I, I I know it's weird, but I kind of have a soft spot for her. She's kind of just there, <laughs> and she's a cool throw. It'd be a cool throwback to that the arcade game from back in the day. She was in that. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Like I said, she's just there, but you know, specifically in the costume from that the X Men beat him up. It has to be that costume. Specifically. Specifically, yes. Uh, and then I will also put a villain. Then you got like you go Magneto. Yeah, that's a good one. So yes, yeah, so I want. I try. Like I said, I went a little more grounded in what could actually happen. But I also really <laughs> I like grounded in you know reality. I just know how like people making decisions think. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Well, who knows? I mean, like they they did some pretty deep cuts in Spider Man. They did. So you never know. Like watch it's ex- it's exactly my list. Nobody else. It's just my list. It's just your. List. It's just my list of people. No, no other characters. You can't place anybody else. You don't see anybody else. It's just my characters fighting dark blobs. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be dope if that happens. We'll see. Like I said, I'm, ex- I'm excited for what's coming out. We'll see how these games turn out. I'm feeling pretty optimistic, especially after the last Spider-Man games. Yeah, Miles Morales was like super dope as well. I, I didn't play that one. That was yeah, because I was one of the few lucky ones that lucked out until the launch PS5. So, like, I had to pick that up because that was, like, one of the only games coming out other than the Demon Souls remake. So, so I heard they're going to stop making uh, games for P- or that are for PS4 and PS5 after a while now. I imagine at some point. I don't know what's going to go on because, like, both these systems use those same chips that are in shortage. So they're not going to, they're really not going to make PS4s because then you can't make PS5s. I think they're going to keep going a little while, at least until the, the stock of PS5s are, like, can be regularly purchased okay which seems like the smart move because yeah i mean that also you have to get consider like where we're getting with technology the ps4 is now eight years old so it doesn't feel like it was out that long but yeah it's been out for eight years in november well it still works like a charm i just got the new aliens game isolation isn't new is there another aliens game what the hive thing no i don't I have no idea what you're talking about what the, the, what you you, you... The, the, the aliens with the, the basically left for dead, but just aliens? No, I missed out on this. What the fuck? Wait, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? No. Ho- holy shit. No, it's it's called like alien like hive or some shit. It's it's literally like it's a third person shooter. It's literally left for dead, but they just did it with aliens and it's fucking fun as hell. It's literally it's on, like, the, it's on the Google Play Store. You could go to the PlayStation Store right now. I paid like forty bucks for the basic package. It's a it's a full game. 
I'm sorry. There's also just a fucking. There's a fucking um mobile game. That's a puzzle game called Alien High. Oh my god, no, not that one. That is not it. That is. Not, imagine I bought that by accident for forty bucks. But no, it, it, it's a legit game, and it's really fucking fun. I'll have to look in. Is it just multiplayer? It's multiplayer. It's online play, but I I do it like I was playing like just by myself. Like it, so, you're supposed to have like two other squad members with you. So obviously, you can play locally with somebody else, or you can play online. But if you just play by yourself, you have two dummy like soldiers that go with you and shit on the missions and. It's fun. Like, it, it literally, you're just kind of like, it's like a siege game. Like, you'll be at points where you have to defend the area for a little while. Then you have to go find stuff, find, like, whatever. And it's it's a fun game. It's literally what Aliens Colonial Marines was trying to be. Wait, is it called Aliens Firestorm Elite Survive yeah, the Hive? That, that's the one. Okay. That's, that's a really long-ass title. That's, that's a very I, long. That's probably why I isolated Hive. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I found the puzzle game. Don't 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 play the puzzle game. I'm gonna play the puzzle game. You can't make me. Don't don't play the puzzle game. Don't play. Is it like I bet you it's like Candy Crush, but aliens? But <laughs> they're they're always like Candy Crush. God, imagine that's like the end of like the the last level that I have to play on this actual game. <laughs> candy Crush for aliens, and that's how you beat the game. Like seriously, after all that buildup. So by the way, this is just a little sidebar, and we'll get into our main topic because we are kind of. We're kind of uh, blabbering on. So other than Grinder being an absolute cesspool. Okay, this came out of nowhere. Weird segue, but no, go no, on. I got, I got something for this. All right, go on. They always have these, like, between every, like, time you check a profile, like, every two or three times, they have these fucking, like, pop-up ads for these stupid games that are like, oh, the hardest puzzle ever, and you have to, like, move, like, two things to figure it out. Okay. And it frustrates the shit out of me every single time. <laughs> because whenever you look at what the actual game is it's nothing like that it's some weird bullshit thing where they try to get you to spend as much money as possible instead what? of figuring out these stupid little move the bar in the right way what? to not fuck yourself over oh i about this <coughs> wait so these are these are games that are built into the grinder app no 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 they'll, they'll like they pay to advertise on grinder oh okay i got you i got you i know you're talking because they then, have yeah you'll like if you click on it it'll take you to the like the app store to like download the game and you haven't downloaded any of these games obviously if it's on grinder it's a quality game i tried one and it lied to me it was not that it was like some <laughs> stupid like knockoff farmville not a game that was gonna make me think <laughs> it, it i was lied to they deceived me jerks <laughs> grinder games are jerks and that's the real reason i deleted grinder <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I feel like that's a good like that's a good segue into our main topic today. Is it? It's not at all, but I just want to get far, far away from it. So here we are. Yo, Euphoria fucking rules. It's a great show. Everyone should watch. <laughs> and that's the review. <laughs> all right, bye everyone. <laughs> if it wasn't so much work, I would just edit ending music into that for like thirty seconds. <laughs> and see if anyone sticks around to actually hear the rest of the review. But instead, I'm actually just going to talk about doing it. Because I feel like if I actually do the music, people will stop listening. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Well, you know what? I guess, I, I guess I'll watch the, the show. It, <laughs> it seemed pretty convincing in those two seconds they said it was good. Um. So did you, I know you said you watched all of season one. Did you also watch the specials? 
uh, the specials. Well, the first one I kind of glazed over because I, like I said, when we first started watch, when I first started watching this, I thought the first special with Rue was episode one. Man, that must be hella confusing now thinking about it. But here's the thing. So, I mean, I don't know how if you want to break this down, how you want to break down the review or whatever, or if you just jump around. Um, do you, let's we can start from the beginning. I have a little um the episode by episode thing as a refresher with along with my notes, so we can uh. Okay, well, the beginning half is going to be a little fuzzy for me because I started back up, you know, but pretty, there was a big gap in between. Um, also, I have a couple of corrections I have to make from when we talked about it a couple weeks prior. Because I, I definitely fucked up characters' names. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say, okay, look, I, Oscar, I know you said something super racist last time. and uh, <laughs> No, you're fine so far. Uh, okay, cool. All right, everyone. I'm not racist so far. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I referred to McKay as JP. That was very wrong. It's McKay. It is not JP. And I referred to Ethan as Craig. There is no Craig. So <laughs> it is only Ethan. <laughs> and that's that. Take Ethan for the thing that records our podcast, Veronica. <laughs> no. Imagine Craig is actually in Euphoria, like the Craig that's recording. Recording. <laughs> So, no, I was I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe, like, Craig from Degrassi, the one that was, like, a cokehead. Okay, okay. <laughs> Although, Ethan is not a crackhead, a cokehead. You don't know that. Yes, you know. We'll see what happens in season two. But, yes, yeah, well, I think, well, it's probably best that we start from, like, the beginning. All right, I will try and remember as we go. <clears throat> I trust you have a great memory with... Oh, yeah, no, I have... Basic, it's basically photographic. <laughs> basically. It's basically photographic, like if the camera was, like, dipped in water for a long period. Of- but yeah, like the the pilot, like the pilot is like I think one of the greatest like first episodes in TV. It sets everything up so well because uh, you get you get your um, I mean the big intro is obviously like Rue covering like what her growing up, and then it starts with her getting out of uh, rehab because she overdosed like a couple months earlier, uh, and just the way they kind of set everyone up pretty well because uh, you have a few moments you see you get your first peek into seeing jules and then immediately after you see nate being an absolute piece of shit to her uh when she was on the bike and he was trying to like i think he was like trying to pick her up or something and then he like just act like a dick and basically like tried to run her over if i recall correctly or like scare her and she fell off her bike i think he was just being a dick in general yes well yeah he's the, the, the whole through line in this whole like fucking tv show is like nate is just a fucking piece of shit and I hope he suffers, and he's going to eat shit in season two. I got a good feeling about it. I got a real good feeling. I mean, I really need to I really need to see this guy just fucking eat it somehow. Like, I need him, his whatever the fuck he's doing, just to crumble. Because it's, you know what it is? It, it, so, like you were describing before, it is, see, the first episode, I mean, it's based, it would, it's what hooked me in. Because um, <clears throat> even when I watched the first uh, special and I thought it was the first episode, that was an amazing episode. But this one actually shows you the because the specials are a side, not really a side thing, a good bridge into the next season. Yes, they um, give you a lot, and they give you a lot. The, so we'll talk to it when we get to the end. But they give you Rue and Jules episodes. I think provide a lot of good different things <laughs> in their own way. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to it when we fin- when we get to the end. Yeah, I mean, the point I was trying to make with with bringing those up was that those are very reserved and very minimal. So when you watch the first, when I watch the first episode, you really see how stylized the 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 entire production of the show is. 
and it really hooks you in. It's really fucking trippy. It's really well done. It's really well written. And it is the it is exactly what you need to do in a pilot episode. It is introducing all of the characters while giving a really lengthy backstory to the main character of the show. Yes. And, and laying out the foundation of exactly what's going to come out for, for this. They, they don't hold back anything. They don't reserve anything because, like, literally, it shows you, hey, look. This is going to be about teenagers getting really fucked up. They're going to be they're going to be doing violent shit. They're going to be fucking each other. They're going to be doing a lot of crazy shit. So you guys better be ready for that. And they're going to delve into topics that you might not be comfortable with, or people that just are just not open to other things might not be comfortable. With. Oh yeah, because we also as we get into this once you see a little more with Jules, uh, because they do a couple scenes up. They show her um, injecting herself with the uh, estrogen, doing the shots. Like, in quickly establishing she's trans, it wasn't like a is she or is she not type of thing. They which, made which, it very clear. Way, which, by the way, just my stupid ape brain, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, my God, she's addicted to some kind of drug that she's just injecting into her side. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Oh, OK. I see what's happening. OK, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Because I'm like, oh, I'm like, what? Oh, she's 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 addicted to something. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, I see what's happening here. OK, well, and because I'm so used to well. You know, for you, you know, you take pills. And so I'm not used to, like, seeing someone inject like that. I'm like, why is she roiding out? Like, what is happening right now? That's how you get the superpowers. You have to inject them. Oh, man. Well, I mean, like, I was watching. like, And by the way, like, that that seems rough. Because, like, when they show that scene, like, you can see all the, the track marks and, like, the areas where it's starting to get sore from when she's injecting and stuff. Because she has to do it every day, I assume, right? No, no, you only do it once a week. That's oh, from wow. when she fell off the bike because she got like super bruised. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Because I was like, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, there's that's a lot of track market stuff happening there. I'm no, like, no, that was just like okay. a big ass scrape. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. But they immediately show her going to a CD hotel, and like this is like where you learn that the show doesn't pull any punches. No, you like it. It like I said, perfect. It really shows you like this is what you're gonna get. If you're not comfortable with this, do not watch anymore. Like, so, yeah, you keep going. And yeah, so she hooks up with, we find out at the end of the episode what is Nate's dad. And he's just kind of a creepy piece of shit during this whole interaction. So it's very much if he, this is a apple doesn't fall far from the tree type of situation. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's such it's so fucking creepy because also, like, mind you, like, obviously, if you really just like think about it, the actors are obviously not teenagers, but these people are portraying teenagers. Yeah. Like, straight up, I think, what are they? Are they seniors or juniors? Like, I think they're jun- juniors. I want to say they're right? juniors. Juniors. Okay. So, I mean, either way, they're supposed to play like pretty, pretty young people, like definitely not legal. You know what I mean? So, the fact that Jules is like hooking up with this dude in a motel and that they pull that like really crazy Game of Thrones like twist at you at the end that it was the dad. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, man, that's really fucked up. And then later on, as you get into the or as we get into start realizing how even more creepy that dude is. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shit going down with him. Like there's layers. And and that's one of the beauties of this fucking show is that these while these characters, because like one of the I've seen some reviews and complaints about the show. And once again, it's it's much like the. uh, Oh, excuse me. It's much like the. uh the reviews for Harley Quinn where people are just being dumb wieners about everything. Uh, where they're just like, why Why are these teenagers being overly sexualized and showing them doing all these drugs? And, and why are the adults such pieces of shit? I'm like, well, obviously, like, these, there's, 
there's people out there that are like this, but they're exaggerating all of these things just so you get an idea of what it's actually like. Because things like this do happen. Yes, they do. But, you know, they're just it just happens to be piling on in this because it's a fucking TV show. You know what I mean? Like it, it's exposing you to this stuff, which I think is really cool. And it's really well done. Like it kind of beats you over the head after a little while, but it's still like, hey, look, it they intrigue you enough. They suck you in enough where it's just like, all right, it, it plays into the story. So you want to know what happens. And like I said, there's just layers how creepy like the bad characters are in here, like the dad. Yeah. A side note, never trust anyone that doesn't use lube. That's like a big no, no. What? It? What didn't he spit? That is not lube. No, 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 no. Heard? I've I've heard some women prefer that, just the spit. I mean, not not like that little that little dollop that he did. I'm talking like you know at least a substantial amount. But no, it's no. You use lube. That's that's a pro. That's gonna be a problem if you don't. Like dry guys should not be trusted. <laughs> Oh no! That's and really, then, like, you guys, the, of the podcast right there, dry guys should not be trusted. And we get like one of the like one of the I think best establishing moments for a character. Uh, so we get to the party. Obviously, Nate has uh, Maddie. Uh, they they're broken up at this point, I believe, right? Yeah, for like the umpteenth time. <laughs> and then they cover that as we get further in. By the way, I I can't stand couples like. I can't stand characters like this. Which, by the way, I know. But as you realize, we we don't we're not on Team Nate, so it's like uh, <laughs> it's like not one bit. It's so obviously it's like okay, uh, this is making me hate Nate more. But it's just I hate couples. You're, oh. Yeah, I think you're breaking up a little bit, so it just sounds like you say I hate couples. <laughs> I just want you to be aware of that. Okay, okay, I'll talk. I'll talk more concisely. I hate couples like this. Did you hear that one? I got that one. Okay. I, I just kept saying I hate couples over and over again. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going for that insult thing again. Shit. Oh. oh, I'm going right back into that. Well, I forgot that was the thing I did. <laughs> thanks a professional for bringing, podcast. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that back up. I'm going to get back into it. Uh, anyway, so they, they have their little spat. Uh, Jules makes her way to the party after this unfulfilling, like, encounter she had and this is when Nate's gonna act like an asshole because he sees his ex is not like basically he finds that she's hooking up with this other dude who was named Tyler and plays into uh, a big uh, story that goes on forward for like the next few episodes I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't pick up on that all right so I wanted to say something too yeah uh, when I was trying to piece everything together I was like maybe I'm I'm way too big to be watching this Um, because like so I'm like wait so did Jules not know who Nate was? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get into it later because I, I don't want to spoil anything ahead of time. But you know what I mean? Like, the names kind of messed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Nate has his little fit. He tries to threaten Jules. And I think I said this originally. When I originally talked about this being like one of the most cathartic moments on television where Jules turns it around on him and like pulls the fucking knife on him. It is, it is still one of my favorite scenes in TV. It is so fucking good. I mean, it was pretty cool. And then, like, she then she cuts herself, and then she just casually goes, oh, "I'm Jules, by the way. I just moved here." She's it, the fucking best. It was very, it was very much a Michael Keaton moment where she's like, "Oh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> we and, can go, fucker." Yeah, and and like, and she, 
uh, you know, kudos to that actress. Is this her first role? Yes, yes, it is. She's most, I think, yeah, outside of this, I know she's done like a lot of art stuff. She's done some modeling. Uh, she said this show has kind of helped her get, she's done a lot, of, she's done some writing as well for this show, at least in like a consulting form, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, yeah this, is, this is Hunter Schaefer's like first like major acting gig. She is fucking phenomenal. You could, you wouldn't tell it's like her first gig, by the exactly. way, like from watching yeah. these. No, not at all. Not at all. Like it's it's insane how good she is in this. And it's funny, I can't remember. It was I think it might have been after her special the way they're doing those behind the scene things because apparently her and Zendaya never actually really did any like they didn't do line reads or anything together. So it was like the first time shooting together. That was it. And the fact that they, like they have that much chemistry, it's it's wild. I mean, Zendaya is an amazing actress. Like just period. Like it's just, oh yeah, and they click immediately too in this. Like I also know she was a Disney person, by the way. Who uh, Zendaya? Yeah. No, I didn't know that either. Was she like on a TV show or some shit? Or? I think so. Yeah, there's there's All some right. credits there. All right. Well, I didn't look too deep. Either way, she's a phenomenal actress, and just the both of them, like a lot of the a strength of this show is in the acting from everybody in the show. Also, it's funny when we originally talked about this, and you made the comment about her being that she's destined to win some awards. She did win an award for she won an Emmy for this uh, our season one performance. By the okay. way. Okay. Okay. Good. All right, because I mean, she. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the Oscar to come. Like that, that she is gonna get something. Like she's that fucking good. She's really fucking good. As long as she keeps oh, yeah. up doing, starts picking the the right roles, she's gonna be up for like Oscars and shit. Like no shit. Like she's really amazing at the show. And I mean, I have to see what else she's in because I'm pretty sure besides Spider Man. I mean, aside from that, like I don't know what else I've seen her. But I mean. She has a lot of range because she can play funny. She plays weird. She plays like hyper intelligent really well. She yeah, she has a good range. Um, so yeah, and then the first episode ends with like Rude definitely catches like what's going on and kind like I don't know if she knows yet she has a thing for Jules, but she has a thing for Jules. Uh so they go back to Jules' place and they do drugs. <laughs> and they, and they just, uh, I think it ends. The episode ends with like literally Rude going, "Hey, do you want to get high?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And then, kind of going through the next couple episodes, like, the major points is the next episode, that's kind of when Rue falls back in. She goes over to get the bit, the main, like, so there's a couple things with episode two. Episode two has, starts, well, I mean, kind of episode one also starts with, like, giving the intros on characters, but that's something I really like about the show. Every episode, other than the last one, kind of gives you an intro on, like, each of the, like, the main characters. Um, yeah. They did a good job with that because it starts off the pilot with it's almost like this is Rue's intro. Yes, and the yeah. One is this person's and that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, episode two was Nate's, and he's just a psychopath because he watched porn of his dad. That was super fun. It's literally American Psycho. It's it's like CW's American Psycho. Um, real quick, let's, you know what? Before we kind of keep going through these episodes, uh, let's yeah, I want to go through the, actually all the intros. Uh. Because there's a lot of good ones in there. Uh, like, the cat one's really good. I think out of all of them, Jules is my favorite. Probably for obvious reasons, but yes. Uh-huh. Um, Maddie's kind of clearly establishes that she just has Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to remember which other ones really stick out. I'm Actually, you know, I'm surprised that um, Olivia never got one. But I guess oh, uh... she was mostly in the background. Well, the, uh, what was it? It's supposed to be, like, Rue's old best friend, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, she might get one next season, you know, you know? 
I feel like they were kind of alluding by the end of this season that she was going to play more of a role. Yeah, that's true. So they might yeah, because honestly, like I mean, we'll get to it, but this this season opens up. It it doesn't. There's no resolutions. There's not not a lot of resolution happening here. So you have to wait till next season. Yeah, yeah. So basically, episode two is kind to where Rue she tries. She needs some more drugs, so she has to visit her old pal Fez. And Fez makes it very clear: No, you can't be here. Don't be here, please. Don't be here. Um, episode two. Well, yeah, that was episode two. Holy shit! Yeah, no, that got super intense. Which, by the way, like, I was sorry, I was, I was attending uh, to my aquarium, but I love oh Fez. Oh my gosh, I love Fez. But yeah, that's when the dealer like comes in and kind of forces Rue to do fentanyl. That and was kind of, and this is also right when Jewel starts talking to quote Tyler. Uh, the other, I think the other big episode point is this is when Kat is kind of like thinking about doing the the whole like cam girl thing, mm. which will which will kind of. Her transformation kind of goes through the whole season. She ha- she has a wild ride, I think. Honestly, she has probably the most completed arc out of everyone for season one. I would I'd say. say so, yeah. She kind of gets a happy ending. Yeah, everyone else is still open to whatever's going to happen, but she kind of has a, a somewhat of a completed arc for, for season one. But yeah, no, her whole transformation takes place throughout all of season one. And then, because yeah, season, like, we're ending episode two with, like, Rue needs basically needs like care. I recall she was like, she, her body did not react well to that fentanyl. It no, it did not. I mean, I'm pretty sure no one's body really reacts well to fentanyl. I don't no, even know no, no, no. And that was just that was a horrible fucking scene. I'm like, this this is gonna go sideways really bad. And like, oh yeah, you're waiting for it to go sideways really bad because I'm like, oh, are they gonna go really dark with this? Or are they actually gonna let some? Sh- and they actually kind of let it. You know, they they let it slide for the most part. I mean, I just I feel super bad for Fez, but you know. Yeah, and this is so they get basically they have Jules come to help like help take care of her and get her back home, and that's kind of where like Jules like put, puts her foot down, like yo, you can't be doing drugs anymore if we're gonna be friends. Like clearly, like this put her through something, and yeah. you don't know why. You don't necessarily know why, and this is why I think the specials are good, and we'll talk to it. Yeah, we'll talk about it when yeah. we get to them. Yep. But it definitely like it hits her in such a way that she like she has to put her foot down about that. I mean, it's it's a pretty intense like because I mean not for nothing like for for anyone that's really had been in drug culture or anything like that or has experienced anything with drugs. There's always that fear of that happening where you're with your friend and I mean, unfortunately, I've been in that situation, taking a friend to the hospital for something. Yeah, and it's really fucking. It's scary. And not only that, like even the circumstances in which Rue gets it is even ten times more scary because it has another element to it, especially with uh, I believe the 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 drug dealer's name is Mouse, I think his name is, and that dude is fucking terrifying. Like, yeah, he's don't. Like, he just oh you just God. look at him and it just screams like that he's bad news. Like he, you look at him like for for any other guy, it's just like you better take him out before he takes you out, like right now. <laughs> Which I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I, I don't know how, how. I mean, I don't understand how drug dealers do it, but like, just I would not fuck with any of that because later on you start realizing, like, hey, this this isn't a fucking game that Fez is doing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, obviously Jules puts her foot down, and it's. It's clear that Jules and Rue are getting very much closer uh, around this time. This is also when she's doing the whole rehab thing. Not the rehab, but basically, like, I guess it would be Narcotics Anonymous. 
Yeah, it's N.A. Um, and that's where she meets Ali, who doesn't buy her shit for a second. Really cool fucking character. I really like Ali. He's cool. I like that's why I'm happy that special. Like he gets he gets his time. Yeah. And but yeah, so it's like because Jules still has this thing going on with Tyler. They haven't actually met yet. Uh, Rue's helping her out. She's helping her take quote. I, uh, how did she put it? I forget. There's a phrase she used about the type of nude she wanted to take. Fuck. Uh, the most professional podcast. Ludes. I can't. You, she basically yeah, she also take, takes. I don't know. Boudoir photos. Boudoir. No, she. I don't think she says boudoir photos. Butter photos. But that's that's a good poll though. But uh, but yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about. It wasn't it wasn't ris- ris- something equivalent to risque. And it's also kind of the time where like Rue fighting with her feelings, like actually kiss it. Like she goes, I can't remember how what the setup was. Like they got into a fight or think... something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they got into a fight over um, because Jules was gonna meet Tyler at the in the like basically by the lake after the carnival. Mm. And that's kind of like what they get into it over it. Because Rue is, to be fair, Rue is being very protective, and I get her point. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Men, just in general, men are fucking dangerous. Don't like a first time meeting at like a place like that is not the safest place. Like, especially <laughs> as someone, especially as someone that's trans, that's that's so many red flags for me. For anyone, especially when you realize the area when Rue actually goes to the, I mean, not uh, when Jules actually goes to the meeting spot, it's like. Any ho- any number of horrible things could have happened to you here. This is a terrible idea. Like, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, I hundred percent see why Rue was like being so protective. Yeah, totally. Despite like Jules having point with especially being trans, most most people don't want to be seen in public with you is because people are fucking shits. But that's a problem. You shouldn't deal with those people anyways. That's my PSA of the day. The more you know. Dun dun dun. I don't think that's the, the, the thing. You made it sound more sinister than it really should have been. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> that it made it worse. I don't know if you trying to make it's it fine. worse. So, yeah, they have their kiss. Rue, like, Rue fucking freaks out because she thinks that Jules feels nothing about this. And... Oh, yeah, well, like anyone would, though, to be honest, that does something like that. And we do find out later that maybe that's not so true. Um... But we get to the carnival because they they make up after that. They hang out for a bit, and that's when Rue's sister goes missing. Have Have I jogged your memory yet? By the way, are you still like you no, still no? Because we're still in the first four. I think by this point we're in episode four. Yeah, no, I'm still following. I mean, this. <clears throat> so this is the carnival, right? And yes. so Rue's sister goes missing. Is Rue isn't sober? At, is Rue sober at this point? Correct. Yes, she has that little moment at Jules where she like steals some of her dad's drugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, Which uh, I'm kind of I'm worried I'm wondering what that's going to come back in anyway because they really, really don't address it after that and I thought that was going to be like a big point. I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but um, it might come back later. It might, but the thing that it's so it's funny because not only that she discovers that her sister is smoking weed and shit, right? Yeah, and so it's like oh now she has this whole weird fear now like oh god I hope my sister doesn't come. Me and then she gets super overprotective, um, you know, trying to pull her away from, from the guys there. Which, by the way, those the group of guys that were there, like I think that same group was uh, there talking with what's her name, Kate. That's in I that think... little in the little room, like in the first in the in the first episode. 
Oh, you mean Cat? Yeah, Cat. That's her name, Cat. When she's trying to like really kind of establish her new persona. Yeah. Being more like sexually ex- explorative, I guess. Um, those those guys are fucking little shits. Like I I wanted to beat the shit out of those kids. Like to be perfectly honest, like those, <laughs> they're true. just little shits. Like honestly, I, if I were, I'm surprised Rue didn't fucking beat the shit out. Of them. But yeah, like I said, she gets very overprotective now, and it's a very it's a like you see like Rue's character start to build, but. The thing about Rue's character in this, it's not so much an arc. It kind of shows you what really the process of kind of trying to get sober and, and addiction and how that really affects someone. Because I, I knew a lot of people that were like this, that were going through like um, addictive phases. Not only that, dealing with uh, mental disorders and things like that. And, yeah. uh, and so it, re- it really gets into like that character. Like it goes through all the phases like, hey, look. I found some someone I care about doing something I used to do, and I know what I used to do wasn't good, so now I'm kind of freaking out about it. And not only that, my mom has put me in charge of this person, and she's missing, and I'm just trying to get in her good graces. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really shows, like, Rue is trying to walk a tightrope right now, trying to be sober and trying to be good. Yeah. Um. So that's also when we have the moment at the... She does find her sister, basically gets her gets it taken care of so she kind of she avoids trouble Uh, this is also the same episode where we find out more about nate's family like they have his dad basically runs half the the town yeah yeah, yeah, this okay i was gonna bring this up um we get some other stuff with mckay and cassie uh because it's established early on that like okay they're actually dating he kind of acts super shitty about it a lot of times i don't like mckay I'm wishy-washy on him. I feel bad I, for him because there's a lot of shit he gets. Like I get it, but it's like, you know what it is? It's like, on one hand, you have... It's almost like there's a juxtaposition here, right? So there's Nate, who has a dad that puts almost equally as much pressure on him, but he went the American Psycho route. And yeah. then you have, and then you have fucking uh, McKay, who's going through the almost the same, the, the same, if not more, pressure. But he's like going through this period of disillusionment going through college and all that other shit. So it's like he kind of has this this I don't know. I don't want to say sniveling, but he's he's kind of whiny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whininess to him that I just don't like, especially since it's like one of those things where like so his character really when you, if you really break it down is like, hey, look, I thought I was this super special person before. And now that I'm around that are better than me, I don't feel so special anymore. Yeah, he handles it very poorly. And 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 the problem is that Cassie is the one that also suffers because of it. And I feel like she's like honestly like one of the most like actual like decent people out of, out of everyone. I feel so bad for her. I really feel so bad for her, especially when they really go through most of like cuz they do address a lot of things with her, especially like uh women like her that are just yeah. not taken seriously because of how they look. And it, and it's really sad. Like I really feel bad for her because she's just trying to like find meaning for herself and stuff, and it's just not helping. And the men that she just gets involved with are fucking like this. This this show does not portray men in a good light whatsoever, and not for nothing. It's not even like men can deny that men don't act like this. Like a it's... lot of men don't act like this. I mean that. You, well, you know what I'm saying, right? Like that that, that a lot of men act like this. Yes. They okay, do, not, the, not they don't act like this. They do act of, like this. A lot of them, especially I like I, I used to be in the military. I saw a lot. Of, I'm like, yep, that's this person. That's this person. That's this person. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is rough because I'm like, this does not paint us in a good. Light. I think probably the only person that's really a like 
cis male, I think, painted in a somewhat decent light, and that's yet to be seen, is uh, the love interest for Cat, uh, that, that nerdy. Ethan. Not yes. Craig. Not Craig. Yes, Ethan. Yes. Which I, I do like him, but he's a little... He's milk- a little... He's a little um, he's what's a the term we want to go for? Uh, white bread? Milk toast? You know what it is? Um, you remember Arrested Development where, like, the the when <laughs> and egg yes the mayo the mayo man egg <laughs> it, that that's what this guy reminds me it's like it's like i expect like david arquette to come i was like so what is he like funny or something or <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's like that but like like i said he's he's probably the the most well represented of the cis males then we're just basically just saying hey be milk toast and you guys are okay yeah because that's like the other main story go one of the other big stories going on at the carnival is Ethan actually going out with Kat and Kat misunderstanding something really stupid. Which, by the way, look, here's the thing about that. So, so <laughs> I, have issues with this. I have issues with this. OK, so and I think I mentioned it last time when we talked about you this. did. OK, so I'm not going to harp on it, too. But the body language that they that they showed made it seem way like more intimate than the conversation really was especially ethan and i know he was drunk but come on dude like you were giving the chick like googly eyes and shit your hands are all in your pocket and whatever you know i don't know like the the body language said something different so i i see it from cat's perspective completely where i'm just like all right you were clearly flirting with that chick and then she fucked that dude in the fucking stands who was like super popular I mean, not for nothing. And I then could... she's like, nope, you didn't make me come. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the title of the podcast. And no, you didn't make me come. <laughs> you have two episodes with come in the title. Oh, my God. Wait, two? Wait, where was the other one? If you build it, they will come. So it's the U.M. <laughs> oh, my God. You actually spelled it like that? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, God. But, okay, don't do that for this one. Then We don't need to. We need come all over this fucking podcast. <laughs> Hold the cum, B. And that's the podcast title. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. You know what? Let's just keep talking about this. <laughs> I know. I'm, try- I'm not trying to run this too long. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I'm, I'm in that sweet spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, like, drunk and piff right now. So I'm good. But, um. So this is, like, after the carnival. We get, um, also, like, Cassie and Maddie have their thing going on. They do ecstasy. Oh, yeah, which, once again, I feel so bad for Cassie. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, and this is also when Maddie gets choked by Nate, because Nate's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because, like, the whole big thing was that, the car- like, to build back on, um, at the carnival with, uh, Nate's family, uh, Nate and Maddie get into a tiff again, because they're, na- they're Nate and Maddie. And they're the worst couple ever. Yes, they are. Uh, cause of the- just because of the way she's, she's dressed. Don't, which, don't please, don't police how women dress. Yeah, honestly, like I would not give a shit. Like, as 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 the as the straight person here, the straight cis whatever the fuck, whatever. I'm you're not white, so it's okay. I'm not white, but if I had my girl dressed like that and she wanted to dress like that, number one, I'm there, so it's not like I'm gonna have. There's not gonna be guys pawing all over her, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm hitting that. That's awesome. (laughs) Like, why, why would like? I don't know. I, I don't let get... people wear what the fuck they want. Don't feel like a controlling asshole. I don't. Yeah, like if this. she wants to wear, if she wanted to wear a clown outfit, let her wear a clown outfit. You know what I mean? I think Nate should be wearing the clown outfit. Oh, oh! oh. Actually, that was actually pretty well. That was pretty good, V. That was a good. Uh, that was a good mom joke. Hell yeah! 
And this is also Cassie and McKay have their thing because he just doesn't want to refer to her as his girlfriend. He's fucking weird about it. Like, they've been together, like, a few months at this point now. Once again, why I don't like McKay. He just seems, like, too whiny and, like, ugh. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. Like, he has to man up in certain points, and he doesn't man up. And it's just, like, like, like that moment. Like, come on. Like, why would you not admit that you're dating her? Once again, I would be completely proud to say I was dating someone like that. Like, why not? Like, why, why does it have to be a big thing? Like, I don't know. I never under, I never. Also, he's like that. this college dude trying to impress this, like, high school dude. It's fucking weird. Because, like, what? He's like a year out, right? And, like, yeah. friends are, like, a year under him or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it is kind of weird. And not for nothing, it's not like he's, like, away at college. He's, like, what, like an hour away or something? Something like, like that, yeah. 45 minutes away? Like, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't like the dude. I really don't. <laughs> but anyway, so, like. Cassie and Maddie have their own fun adventure on drugs, as I like to put it. Fun adventure on drugs. Well, you know what, G? If you ever try that stuff, you better not go on any carousels. You can't stop me. Don't go on any carousels. Or make sure there's no children around, at least. Fine, I'll go on a roller coaster. <laughs> Fine, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Alright, I'm, I'm just gonna say some fucking... <laughs> but that's also where uh, Jules and Nate's dad re-meet. Ooh. And she orders some chili Ooh. and makes him tremble like a fucking coward, and he dumps I, that shit. Oh my god. One, I was not expecting them to go that route. I thought they were going to go with, you know, Jules was up to intimidates the fuck out of her, but he was shook. Like, st- straight up, like, shook. Like, he, like, you would think, like, Jules would be the one to drop the fucking little cup or whatever the fuck. No, it was him, because he was a shaky little bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was actually pretty satisfying to see. Because, I mean, even after he's, like, when he comes up to her, he's, like, begging her, please don't fuck me over, like, please. Like, once again, did not see that coming. Like, I thought oh, he yeah, was... Oh, yeah, like, I was like, oh, no, don't please protect Jules, protect Jules, protect Jules. Yeah. And then he's just this little sniffling bitch. And it's, like, and the thing is, it's, it's so satisfying. And it actually just kind of, once again, these are exaggerated forms of these type of characters where it's just, like, at the end of the day, these guys are just, like, they're cowards. Once they lose any sort of leverage or some sense of, like, authority that they had, they're total cowards. And then after, I think, after she gets out of one scenario, uh, she ends up in another scenario by the end of the episode. Uh, she finally has her big meet with Tyler, and we find out, oh, People, well, I mean, if you're watching, because you're not obviously watching from her perspective, you see it's clearly, like, Nate's the one that's messaging her. Yeah. But, yeah, and he's, like, he comes out, and, he, like, he makes these threats that he's gonna, like, get her, like, basically arrested because she technically made... I can't remember what the technical term is, but basically she made child porn, even though she's the said child in question, because she's a minor. Yeah, I don't know how the... I don't remember the explanation. Because she'd be technically distributing it, I believe, was the charge. Yeah, he's just, she's distributing it, but it's like... And she's like, know. well, I sent it to you. He's like, no, you sent it to, like... And he's doing his little bullshit. And once again, Jules just, like, fires it right back at him. That fucking... oh, oh, that was such a good line. I, you, I know you know it. You, you say You're it. just You're... a hard F like your daddy. Oh, Ooh, I lost it. I oh, that was so good. I'm like, I literally like, I was one of those like, I leaned back in my chair, like, ooh, and I was like, just like, this straight up like, oof. I wish I had some popcorn for that shit. She uh, shows no fear. Like, oh, so good. I love it. And it's just like, ah, oh, this fucking, I hate, I hate Nate. This is a, this is a fucking American psycho dude. Where it's clearly 
he is conflicted because he's into Jules in some really weird way. Yeah, but he has to stay the fuck away from her. I'll kill him. <laughs> and in season two, you just see like V in the background of all the bushes, just like watching Jules and like Nate's interacting. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's working on the fucking kid. Like, and like Nate's like looking behind. Did you see that in the bushes? Like, what are you talking about? You just see like you're just peeking your face out, <laughs> kind of like Homer Simpson coming through like the, the bushes and then coming back in and out. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. And that's when she goes, she goes to Ruse. Um, she doesn't say exactly what happened. She just kind of says, oh, he didn't look like his pictures. And that's when we get Rue and Jules finally together. So it's like, it's a weird way. It ends on a happy note, but not, there's all this shit behind it, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of spells how, cause it's, cause after this, it's basically just a commentary on their relationship. That they have well, he, here's the thing i like i really enjoy about this they clearly have a very messy relationship yes and i appreciate that they didn't just go like do the tv thing of make it like super clean and everything works out because mostly like that's not how it works in real life a lot of times when you come from things like this like rue obviously rue is dealing with a lot with her with her addiction and jules like you don't see a lot of Jules's shit going on at this point. Like once you get to her special, a lot of it makes a lot more sense. Yes, um, but yeah, it's a messy relationship, and I, I appreciate they didn't just go like the clean route, like a lot of things would do. Yeah, but it's also like you, you kind of see how like their their relationship is kind of destined to fail, and not even like, <clears throat> and I'm not really spoiling anything either because it doesn't really resolve like that or get resolved or anything like that by the end of the season, but. So we'll get, well, I'll, get, I'll give my quick hot take real quick. I do think they're going to break. I think they'll end up together in the long run, but they need to take care of their shit first. So they're going to break up first. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, because even Ali, like, mentioned this during the, the show where it's like, okay, like, what are you going to do when you guys break up? When you guys break up. Yeah. Because and, and, it's at the same rate, you you have to remember these, these they're in high school and it's like yeah, any adult. Especially even even at my at our age now, can just say, "Hey, look, it's not like it's like it's a one in a million chance it'll last." So they get about one episode together, and being everything is good. Yeah, and it's right when Olivia makes that comment, like something goes off with Jules. Um, because then immediately after that, we're going into the uh, the Halloween party. But before that, we're also getting, or I think Nate is finally gonna get it. I think he's gonna get shit. The police are here. They called his dad, his parents in, and uh-huh. his dad freaks out because he thinks it's about him. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. That <laughs> so was it's like hilarious. double, like great. Oh, it was so funny just watching him scream. He's like, "Oh fuck, I'm fucked. It's over." <laughs> and then, just, oh no, your son's also a piece of shit. His actions are biting, biting him back. Like it would have been actually really funny if the dad was like, "Whoa, whoa, oh, it's about you. Oh, all right, uh, all right, oh well, yeah." Well, <laughs> something about nate that's just that's just <clears throat> this is not right wait what do you do <laughs> like it's like but, but not for nothing like it's just and and at this point too you realize the depth of how like how deep like nate's dad really is with like messing with minors not only messing with minors but really kind of hiding his own sexuality from his family yeah and like really how fucked up the relationship between him and his son is and why his son the way like why nate is the way he is because like like at this point you kind of you find you know spoilers all over this but nate finds basically 
discs and and discs of like his dad's uh, sex tapes uh, that he had his encounters with these underage, um, like uh, trans uh, individuals, and not only that, just straight up, I guess uh, you would say femboys. He was into that's that seems to be the yeah like feminine males. I would say like feminine it, males it crosses over like I, it gets a little messy. I think, but. But yeah, I think it, it's weird because I feel like because I I remember we had a conversation about uh, fetishization of of trans people. Yes, and I feel like that's where it's kind of falling into where he doesn't want to really admit like he's one of those guys like I'm not gay, you know what I mean? Like or he doesn't want to admit to him. So like I'm I'm I might be like somewhere closer to the gay spectrum of sexuality. It's a spectrum. I, I, I actually think Maddie makes that joke in a later episode. Yeah. It's a oh, fucking hates. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And no that one's was, 100% gay or straight. And that was hilarious, too, by the way. Because I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Nate, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you really get to see, like, how, and I guess it, it's, it's, I get what you're saying. It's, it comes off, he doesn't actually view, like, the trans women he's with as women. Yes. And not only that, it, it it it's they're obviously everyone that he's with is just there to satiate his sexual desire, so they're not really any special to him in any way, shape, or form. Oh yeah, and it's really funny too because there's a certain point where I think by this point they had a, a scene where he's about to hook up with someone, and it's not uh, I don't I don't believe this person's trans. I I'm pretty sure it's just um a very uh, effeminate gay man. Yes, 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 and um. And he's like basically spilling his guts to this person, and, and it's just like, and it's just like, okay, like, like you really kind of see where he, where he's at. I mean, obviously, dude's still a piece of shit or whatever. You know what I mean? Cause he's causing a lot of trouble for a lot of people. Yes, yes, yes. And then um, once again, Nate, piece of shit, still dealing, deals with the same fucking thing because basically, he grew up watching his dad's recorded porns. Which I don't know if you noticed that after the carnival when he's. He's clearly looking for the one he had of Jules, and he can't find it. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. Well, because you also know, I don't know if you knew that as we get to the end of the season, Maddie finds a certain disc at Nate's yep. house, and that's when yep. she leaves. Yep. But to get back to it, yeah. So at this point, my, my reaction when I see like he's getting his shit in was, was like, Get, I just I think I screamed, get fucked at him at the TV. Because it's like, oh, he's going to finally shit. He's done all these awful things, and it's going to finally come back on him. And it fucking doesn't. I get very upset. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. Because it's not an episode. It's the next episode as we get into like the Halloween party. Um, and you see that's when he starts doing all this shit. Like he's blackmailing Jules. He's blackmailing the actual Tyler, which was the name he picked from the dude he beat up. Which he beat. I, we, I mentioned this. He beat that dude up that uh, Maddie slept with or hooked up with at the party. Yes. Like basically brutalized him really badly. It was yes. super fucked up. Yeah, they, he actually goes back to the apartment at some point, and the guy actually explains the level of injuries that were sustained on him. And I'm just like, God damn! Like, what? The it's fuck? a lot. Yeah, and not only that, like, uh, just you, you feel even worse for the dude. Where the guys just like, look, like, not only like, it's, guys, if there's some really like really hot looking woman that's trying to get at you like that, and it's, make sure that like, watch where she's looking. If she's trying to make somebody jealous, you better get the fuck out of there. Don't, if there's some uh, jock there, some jock, because who might have a rich dad who owns half the city? Chances are someone that is that attractive looking is is dating like some kind of UFC fighter or something. So you don't want to get in the path of 
that shit. Just because if, if it just seems like she's trying to do everything in a public area so that she can be seen doing stuff with you, just avoid that shit like the plague. I feel like this 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 episode definitely needs a disclaimer now. Oh yeah, it does. Yikes! <laughs> Could come in the title. It's just come. Just. <laughs> Exover podcast episode whatever the fuck come no it's just come it's just oh you're gonna put like just come <laughs> you can't stop me I, I, I didn't say anything i didn't say that you shouldn't do it you can't stop me <laughs> jesus so we get to the halloween party and jules is act like she's acting very distant from rue at this point rue doesn't know what's like really going on i, I um, hate this too just because it's like you, have you ever been in that where you just know that the person you're dating at the time is getting distant from you and you know, like, something bad is going to come? And it's like, because like I said, we you get more in the Jewel special, but we don't know what's actually going on. And I think it's more on that that's causing this yeah. than specifically their relationship. Well, yeah, but also it's it's also goes back into that thing. I mean, obviously, it's like Jewel's never meant to hurt. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. not like like postponing like breaking up with Rue or something because she's just too cowardly to break up with. no she's going through a lot of shit right now and that, she very much like she still very much cares about Rue yeah but it's just that's the, the thing that's heartbreaking it's, like, it's just like you know the it's like you know something I know that feeling of being that person that doesn't know why the person you're dating is being so distant even if it's like something that's legitimate you know what I mean yeah and it's it's rough because you just feel so bad for Rue because not only that she's also trying to deal with being sober. Yeah, yeah. And then she has some more shenanigans with her sister. She makes the dude be super nice to her, which I really enjoyed. Yes, and I actually did appreciate that the dude wasn't like going to be snarky or anything about it, and just like, or she's gonna fucking just be super nice to her. <laughs> yeah, and not get her stoned. She's about she's about to end that boy's life. So. I also, just, shout out to Olivia for dressing up as Bob Ross. <laughs> yes, I was just about to say that. I just love how, like, Rue is interrogating that kid, and then out of nowhere, she, Olivia would come in looking like Bob Ross and, like, like <laughs> a hype man. Because, like, because the kid look, cause the kid in the chair looks super confused because he was, like, looking at Rue and then looks over and it's just Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but, that's so great. Yeah, once again, I think Olivia's going to play a bigger role because I think they're alluding that she's going to play a bigger role. Yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see what she's going to do. And that's where, like, because it kind of all falls apart, because there's a couple things going on. We have more more Cassie and McKay issues. Like, it gets very dark. He basically gets gang raped. Like, so, more or less. Is is that what the, I thought that, I mean, they didn't actually do anything. They were there was, just, so there's uh, no actual technical, like, yeah, penetration. penetration, but it is basically, like, straight yeah, up sexual assault. Yeah, they, they basically, yeah. They, they emasculated him. There's, like, there's no way to admit They, like, yeah, they assaulted him. Yeah, because here's the thing too. It's like it's fucked up, um, but that's how like that frat shit is. It's the worst. Why it, do people do it's, that? It's so fucked up. Because like when I watched it too, I'm like, because like I said, when I was in the military too, I had roommates that were like involved in that, and some of the stories they fucking told me, like some of the fucked up shit that they did, and not only that, like I mean, I, I, I like. Like being like roomed up with them too, I felt victims like one bad thing that that they did. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was it was basically I basically got like shit drawn on my face while I was drunk. Yeah, it's still not great. It's not great, and it was it was funny though. It wasn't the worst because compared to the stories that I heard, like holy shit, like and like when I and when I saw that scene, I, I'm like, yeah, that 
that looks about right because i'm like i'm actually like like looking because they because uh mckay took it so hard right and yeah I'm, he tries to like have sex after be like yeah i'm still big in dolphins like oh dude i was, think you just have to process all this this oh, is like, really was, fucked up that was just sad i was just like because i'm like I, once again honestly this doesn't help me sympathize with mckay either still because not for nothing it's what 2000 whatever the fuck you should know what goes into being in a frat and if you can't handle that shit like, you have the internet you know that there's some fucked up shit that happens and, and if you're not if you're not into that or you're not i don't ready think that was that, a frat that was like the football team i thought that was like part of a frat that he was no doing. that was just a football team oh wow jesus christ yeah yeah that's so even it's like wor- even more fucked up that's even worse and it's like oof, oof, that's rough yeah because at that point it's like well you you lose your scholarship if you leave you know like it's Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still, I think Kay's still a little bitch. I'm sorry. I just, I still can't sympathize with him because he he, he takes he, he handles a lot of shit, but it doesn't excuse how he treats Cassie. He handled like once again because even in that that right after that, like you said, she he tries having sex with her, and that was just the most fucking awkward shit ever. Not only awkward, just like I'm like, oh, this is the beginning of the end because that's you literally. But she's yeah, she's trying to like toy. Yeah, and she's trying to actually like be like emotionally there for him and try to help him through this and he's just there's nothing from him you know it was bad too like oh my god that scene was just so fucking gut-wrenching because like number one it's like as soon as like you immediately get put her into doggy style like there's no intimacy whatsoever and not only that it was like what they literally showed the whole thing it was like what five minutes or like three minutes yeah it wasn't long the whole thing took place and then not only that, they actually show her like in the bathroom, like wiping like fluid off her back. I'm like, that is fucked up. Because the dude literally just rolls over and just goes in fetal position afterwards. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I've never like been in that position before. And honestly, I, I feel like I would have handled it only if I was in that position. But it just, I'm just like, damn. Like, that's like, this is the type of person that shouldn't be in a relationship period right now. Yeah. He shouldn't. Because she, yeah, Cassie unfortunately gets the brunt of all of this. She does not, she really does nothing wrong. Obviously, she has these things going on with this guy that she's smart enough to actually like stop before anything serious happens. And she even feels guilty about what she does and wants to come clean about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And honestly, I, I'm like, I was like, yes. I was so ready for like that to go south with that piece of shit Ted Bundy dude. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, I really hope that she doesn't do anything. And she didn't. And I'm just like, all right, good for her. And because like it, it gets into this whole thing when they get into Cassie's backstory. I'm just like, wow, like all of this is very fucking true. Yeah, all true. And it's all really fucking sad, like really sad because it's like especially after that, what that piece of shit Ten Bundy dude says to her after she doesn't want to do anything with him. Yeah. Yeah. And- He's like, he. oh, my God. And then he gets to sleep with Kat. Like, what the fuck? Oh, and here's the kicker with that. This is what really bugged me about this dude. And I kind of like wanted him to get hit by a bus after this. <laughs> so, so remember, so Kat had her own little introductory story episode, right? Yes. You know that that her for, her first boyfriend? What's that dude? Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And And I think that kind of like, I think, I mean, granted, I'm pretty sure after that, that's when she went to go to Ethan, right? Um, she has that big, like, moment where she finally does that thing for that big creepy dude. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if you remember I, this, where I, she does, I, like, No, 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 I remember that. I remember that. I'm just saying, I'm trying to figure out where that is in 
timeline because that's she, like the next episode after this because there's only two after the part that oh okay i thought after ethan, the party there's only two more episodes oh i thought ethan was at that that party and that's when they he was oh yeah no because they finally like okay okay i got you yeah she and she writes him off there right basically yeah yeah so also when he because they try hooking up a little bit right and yeah, he goes down on her and she's like holy fuck this is fantastic yeah and then but i think he was gonna like try and fuck her but i guess he premature prematurely ejaculated i think that's what it was she went to the bathroom or something and i yeah no because because they were showing him trying to wipe off something from his pants and i'm i don't think it was piss i'm pretty sure he like pre-ejacked or something Maybe. and he was like and he, I didn't pick up on it. Well, it was it was a virgin. He was a virgin, so like I think that's what they were trying to insinuate because he was like freaking out, like "fuck, I have shit on my pants" or whatever. Because if he peed himself, it would have been all over the place, but it was just this little spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But either way, and then after that, you know, cat fucks that dude. I'm just like, and, and she's just. I feel like she felt kind of shook by that because I think after this point too, she starts really kind of breaking down. Like, why am I being so mean or, be, you know, really playing into this character that I'm trying to be right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, at the Halloween party, that's also like Jules is getting more and more progressively fucked up, but it's also we're cutting back. Like she clearly had to, she got blackmailed. So she had to lie to the police and even the police thought something was fishy because they questioned her. Are you, are you being coerced into this statement? And I'm hoping that doesn't bite her in the ass. I'm really hoping. I'm pretty sure it probably will play into it later. Um, because I, I'm sorry. It, it, there's no way. I mean, unless they get really ballsy with this series, then Nate's going to get away with all. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't fall on Jules. I know. I mean, it, but that's the thing. I think it might. You know what I mean? Because, but here's the thing, too. It's like, what, what else is she supposed to do? Like, if she says, like, yes, I'm being put under duress. Like, because th- that would mean that what? Her and tyler and and maddie also would have to like say that too because maddie was in on it too yeah yeah we'll see what happens but yeah no nate's gonna get his shit he's gonna get it oh i hope he gets i hope he gets it like and that's like since we're getting towards the end that's that's the one thing i was just like i was waiting for that i was waiting for it to the very end to get it but yeah that's like that's why jules is like getting more fucked up at this party and then finally when Nate and Maddie shows up, and she just has that like fucking moment, and it's just like, oh no. Yeah, it, that's that's bad. And that's why I mean, after I watched this, I immediately sent you the message: "Fuck Nate, I hate Nate. I hope he dies." Because <laughs> you know what it is? He's like, it's really funny because you compared it to like Degrassi. It's like Degrassi mixed with Game of Thrones. <laughs> because this dude is like that is that Cersei's that villain in Game of Thrones? You just really want like I fucking hate you. She keeps. This person keeps winning, and I want them to fucking die at this point. Like, just fucking get yours already. He is the... he. I mean, if for anyone that's listening to this and has watched Game of Thrones, he is the Joffrey of this series. You just want him to die at this point. Like, it, and especially after, like, clearly, he's putting Jules through all of this shit, and then he shows up to this party, and then Jules is like, I'm, I'm about to lose it now. And then I think episode seven is, like, one of my favorites, because they do a lot of really good stuff. Like, Rue really shines in this episode because they show they show you like when she's dealing with the depression she can't get up, but they're also showing you before that where she's trying to figure out what the fuck is actually going on with Jules. Yeah, and that's this whole thing like as do like the whole detective thing they're doing. Oh, it was so- I loved it so much. So here's the thing: like this is one thing about the series that I'll say. Um, 
actually it's, it's almost like a negative so like my negative for this series is that sometimes i, fu- I feel like it falls victim to its own style where it kind of sacrifices story um and i felt like that towards the end but then sometimes when it leans into its style it's it, it, it that little like bit of my brain that's going like all right i'm starting to get tired of this it gets woken up again it's just like oh okay now i'm interested again because like they get into like whatever's happening and then it's like Degrassi stuff, and then they get into the weird shit, and that's when they did the detectives. And it was and just like, like, and it was so good. And yeah, this is like, I think this is like Rue's episode where she like, I think she shines the best. You get a wide range from Zendaya in this episode. And the thing is also like, I, I believe in this episode really like, it's supposed to really illustrate uh, someone really going through depression, someone trying to kind of figure out what's going on with themselves mentally. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure they're they're pretty much alluding to that she's bipolar. Yeah, and, and she does. She's not. She doesn't know that she's bipolar, and she's trying to really figure it out. And based on the way that she's acting and stuff, it's it's pointing to that. And the thing about this show also is that the style of this show is also very much like they're trying to show you emotions through just the visual. Like, so you are getting. A giant range of emotions, because like exactly when you're watching this, you're like, okay, I think of depression, I think of mania, I think of isolation, I think, and it's exactly what Zendaya is going through this. Well, on the flip side of this episode, you have Jewel. She's going back to like her old, her old city, and she's she's a, she. Um, how do I put this? Is a little naughty with when it comes to the drugs. So when she gets to her hometown, they just kind of really lay out like. You're going to come here and you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> like, really. And honestly, it's kind of exactly what you would expect for someone that's just trying to get away from things. And she's like, you know, I'm going to go back to my hometown, especially since she really hasn't been gone that long. Well, like half a school semester or something. Yeah. So it's like, her, you know, her relationship with her friends back there is still pretty strong. So she goes back there and then they just basically, all right, I, you're just going to get fucked up. Yeah. And that's when she also meets Anna. Thing. hey visually this is what this person's feeling and it's like yeah, yeah i could i could see that because she was probably on like what uh definitely like she was on ecstasy wasn't she wasn't that one of the things like ecstasy i, I so, almost yeah. want to say oh maybe molly i would say or like i don't know isn't that ecstasy, ecstasy is when molly's cut with or like the mdma is cut with something and that's when you create like a pill form molly okay. you can get it just in the powder form and they put it in the capsule so gotcha. i don't know I, I feel like i saw her snorting something or, or whatever Either way, yeah, she, was she was fucked really up. Really fucked up, and she hooked up with. And also, I, I didn't really understand what that because I was watching like, oh, cheated on fucking Rue, but that's not what the relationship is. You later find out, so it's like you know, it's a, it's a, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's a messy, messy relationship. Messy. Uh, as, that's where we get to our season finale because they're at the uh, high school, at, not the high school, <laughs> the winter dance, which is yes. at the high school, and you also get flashbacks to a lot of things going on previously, like. You get a lot of stuff with Nate where he gets, he has, the, the, they do the football game and he can't pass to anyone and no one's like catching his shit. So he like, he does all this stuff, but it's not enough for his dad. And his dad like kicks the shit out of him, basically. Well, I don't think he kicks the shit out of him and, because Nate, Nate tries to attack him because like his dad was just talking shit to him. Oh, that's right. He keeps him at bay and then Nate just kicks the shit out of himself. Let me correct myself. It's like, you know what it is? It's like the, the one thing that I relate this to is like a lot of these like, shows and stuff. Like these kids that are put under so much pressure, they'll have like this nervous break. Well, those just start, I don't know, like either repeating a word or like just have, they, they just, like literally the person just breaks. Nate broke. Yeah. And became like this, just like, 
like almost like a toddler having a tantrum where he's like very much so beating his own head against the ground, like thrusting his fists against the ground and yelling and screaming, just inaudible things. The dad even just even got up and like, oh, fuck this. And just fucking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, there's also a, oh yeah, his dad's just like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Um, this is also where Maddie finds the disc, which I don't know if it's either all the stuff that Nate had of Jules. Or if it's actually the thought, like the video his dad took. Oh, but Maddie has that now. I'm pretty so sure. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. I'm pretty sure it's the video of the dad. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because honestly, it's like, it, it, I, I love that scene too. Because like, what was it? Nate was trying to have sex with Maddie and couldn't like get it up or something. And then Maddie was, I think, finally confronted him about like the dick pics on his phone. Yep. And then she goes, you know, like, I don't care. Whatever, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. He's like, that's not it. That's not what's happening here. And then she's just, and she's like, uh, so we're just knocking. He's like, you know, whatever. Just packs up her shit, but she finds disc. And then I guess once she sees it, because like they even have a scene where she like is showing her putting, pulling the disc out and putting it back in the case after she watched it. And she just has this face like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And that's got- like. Because we'll jump around this episode a little bit because there's a lot going on. Like, eventually her and Nate are dancing and she's like, we can't be together. Oh, she actually says that? Yeah. Like, we're not like, so they're dancing, but she very much acknowledges that this is not going to, like, work out. Oh, okay. I might have missed that then. If they fall, we'll, we'll see if they follow through on that. But she knows some dark shit now. I don't think there's no turning back from it. I mean, honestly, even whatever context you have, that, let's say that even if on the basic basic level of what she found on that disc let's say she found the pictures of jewels that's like okay he has these secret pictures of another of another girl not only another girl but obviously with the stigma of another trans girl and i this is pretty fucked up for someone that's going through all this shit just to try and be with me you know with the choking and all that other shit you know on another i also think it's like a fucked up thing are you just like stalking her? Yeah, that too. And then not only that, it's like on the even like other end of the more fucked up spectrum. It's like you are hiding a video of your dad fucking jewels, and you have it in your room where I assume <laughs> which means you've probably it. seen it. Which, not only seen it, you still have it in your room, which means you're still watching it at certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you had, it's like, it's not like you saw it and you threw it out. You saw it and you kept it. Like it's, it's just a really like, no matter how you, you paint this, like it, Ma- Maddie's making the good call for once going like, yeah, we can't do anything. This is fuck. Yeah. Um, Cassie's going through a lot too, which we didn't really talk too much about. Cause this is also where she finds out she's pregnant. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Cause that was like, I believe that was the end of episode seven where she like comes to her mom and her, like her mom helps her out with like figuring this out. Cause that was one of the other things they cut back throughout episode eight. Is her at like the uh, clinic? Yeah, which like by the way, like that's the one thing I didn't like about this. I'm just like, all right, of course someone was gonna get pregnant in this teen drama, <laughs> and it's just not even. I'm just like, why did it have to be Cassie? <laughs> but like, she what? handled it like a responsible adult. She did, but also it just you just I, honestly, so far this actress I feel like has a bright future too. But all I've seen her do is just play really sad and confused. <laughs> That's right. She it looks things. Start, I feel like things start looking up for her at the end of the, um, this episode. I hope so. I hope she has a really good second season. Because like, you I know re- what I appreciate that what? her and Olivia are like really good sisters, and they don't do that stupid dumb bullshit of like, oh, one's like the smart one, and one's like the quote like hot one or athletic one. I mean, they kind of do that. 
but, but not, they get along I, so well. Yeah, I mean, it's there's not no like, like sibling rivalry. I appreciate that, and they have it in there, but it's not like exaggerated to the point where it's just like, all right, it's that these are tropes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they, they act have, like they, normal siblings. They have that moment where literally, like, I think it was Cassie trying to like figure, out, hey, look, do I look different to you? Oh, she figures out she's pregnant. Do I look different to you or whatever? And then. What you call Libby goes like, why is it always about your looks and all this other shit? Like, and you know what I mean? Like, they have moments like that, but it's it's organic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that's going over a couple things like Rue and Jules. Like, so I wasn't sure if like Jules was hiding Anna from her, but she's clearly not. Cause she talks about it like very openly with Rue. Rue talks about her kidney infection. Oh, but that she caused. So yeah, bad. that was. Oh, that scene was like when she's in the tub. Yeah, that's rough. So they're like, yeah, they're, and that's, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. They're, but they're clearly on fragile ground. Yeah. And that's when Jules goes off to the bathroom and starts texting Anna and taking like pictures for her. Yeah, it's, it's rough because I, like, once again, I feel bad for Ruin. And it's not like, uh, what you call it, um, Jules is withholding or anything. Like, she's very, yeah. open. like, she even said, yeah, we hooked up and I really liked it. And then, but I also was- really like you. Yeah, and it's just, and once again, like, it, it, it opens up a whole nother realm for, like, that whole, uh, I guess now that they're going to bring into the whole idea of polyamory with, with the relationships, and... I'd be for that. Which is fine, but it also brings into the whole question, like, is, it, you know, everyone has to kind of be cool with it, because Rue is clearly not super cool with it, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. She's That's trying really- to be, but she's not super cool with it. And not only that, it's like you kind of see where Jules is coming from because, you know, Rue is, is, is a, is a good person, but she's also very shy and with hope. Yeah. And Anna is the complete opposite. And Jules is in that time of her life right now where she seems to be like, I want excitement. I want passion. I want craziness. She's and, not getting the emotional intimacy she needs. Yes. And, and not, not, not really. I feel like it's more like physical intimacy that, that, that Jules is kind of missing. Yes. Out. I meant to say physical. My brain went to emotional. Yeah. It's because the emotional intimacy is there with Rue. It's just that like, cause I remember like when they were in the stall, like she even asked, Hey Rue, I want you to like kiss me like, you know, a certain way. Yeah. And she's like, uh, and Rue's shy. Like, I mean that she's shy. Like what, what, what is she going to do? And then like, and then even Jules is trying to be kind of like, all right, whatever, let's just go dance. Like, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like... Jules accepts it because she loves her. Yeah, and it's 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 rough because it's like, once again, Jules is looking for cert- something right now that Rue isn't really providing, but Anna is. But she likes them both. Yeah. So, it's like you like you said, it's messy, but it's very realistic in that sense. They're, they're handling it better than most adults do, if I'm being honest. I mean, it is fucking TV. And not only that, too. It's like... I don't know. I feel like nowadays it, it that stuff is way more uh, common, especially in, in in high school situations and things like that. You know, so they might actually have a better grasp on how to handle. Oh uh, yeah, and that's when we were like, all right, well, if we just move, like, what if we just run away? And I think she finally gives Jules that kiss that Jules wants. Yeah. Um. So they have that, and they also have because there's a couple other things like going on, like um, Rue talked to. Fez originally it's like hey can you like threaten nate or like kill him <laughs> one of the two fuck i feel so bad for fez because yeah because nate calls the police on fez and like because fez basically was like yo leave him alone or i will kill you he literally says i will kill you and like fez is such a good dude but it's like he once again like i said this before he gets in 
it shows you that the lifestyle that Fez is living is just not anything to be fucked around with. Because at this point, Fez is now taking on more weight for whatever he's distributing from Mouse. And Mouse basically just said, hey, look, you have no fucking choice. I'm going to tell you to fucking sell this shit and you're going to fucking sell it. Yep. Whether you like it or not. And then not only that, right at that moment, he was trying to help Rue out. But Nate being the fucking Game of Thrones psychopath that he is, um, calls the cops on, on Fez. Fez now has all this weight. And he's I felt I, I really thought that Fez was just going to go to jail because when cops tried raiding the house, he's trying to flush bottles and bottles and bottles of fucking pills, like a ridiculous amount of pills. It's so many. And hey, he gets away with it, which I'm like, how I don't know how the fuck he did that, but he, he gets away with it. But then now he has to pay mouse back like thousands of dollars on yeah that was a lot of shit so she breaks into the um the doctor like it's a doctor yeah and it's weird too because if you think about it so basically fez staked out uh mouse's place found mouse's supplier followed the supplier stole the supplier's money and then gave it back to mouse yeah it and it was it was really weird and not only that like i thought fez was going to eat it too once again it's still open for interpretation for next season because they don't show what happens to him no they don't so cuz fez brings them the money and mouse looked like he was ready to fucking basically take out fez right then and there cuz they show mouse with the gun and shit yeah cuz he's like oh cuz not only that it's like okay look he got raided but it oh it isn't about the money it's like if he got raided and the cops got to him did he like say any names you know what i mean yeah, yeah, that's what it's more about. So, and I got that was like one of the biggest like levels of tension I had this last episode was really just figuring out what the fuck was gonna happen to Fess. <laughs> I hope he's all right. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Rue also has another encounter with Nate because she pretty much figures out right away. All right, he has to be the one that called the cops on him. Yeah. And Nate tries to be creepy and flirts with her, like. Come the fuck on, dude. Everyone. So he has this whole speech about how, like, everyone's extra, like, Jules is extraordinary where everyone else is ordinary, especially her. But then he's like, oh, you look cute or something like that. I don't remember fuck exactly man. what he said. Everyone has to jump on the hate train for Nate because Nate is a piece of shit. Fuck you, Nate. I hope you die. That was ominous. Oh, boy. And then Jules, like, Jules and Rue start to run away. And Jules is feeling like maybe this isn't the right thing. And she starts to have, like, basically a big scale anxiety attack. Yeah, I mean, because she just realized, like, this is actually a really big decision. Yeah. And she's like, she's trying to talk Jules out of it. And this is like, this is such like a heartbreaking scene where they're like, they're each trying to pull each other in their direction, but there's no give either way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, not for nothing, too. Like, I think they address this later on, but it's like, it was a very hasty decision yeah oh 100 percent. and it's like there was there was no way this was gonna end in not a not way and i and you just feel so bad for fucking i mean I, you feel really bad for rue but you feel also kind of bad for jules too because like jules doesn't really know what she's doing she's just trying to find something at this point cause she's trying to discover herself yeah and she like said she's felt she's feeling like almost suffocated in her living situation yeah, and not, and well, yeah, and it's not even so much like her dad was like suffocating. Like the whole town is suffocating her. She was yes, flying, and then not only that, she's like she really she's trying to struggle. She's struggling with her own femininity and all this stuff. And, and she dad, has all the stuff with Nate like just floating over her head too. So she wants to get away and she wants to run away, and that's completely understandable. But and and Ruth like gave her that out for like a split second, and the problem is that Rue didn't follow through. But Jules was already ready to go. Yeah, and then so that's, that's the train leaves. It's it's very sad and heartbreaking, and 
Rue finds her way home. Apparently always had a secret stash. And we get... I, I think I said this the last episode. This end scene is, like, the fucking, like, best. It is so well shot. It was basically, like, a music video. Yeah. yeah that's really what I was thinking. Like, it was actually kind of cool. It's like, oh, okay. It's like what any high schooler would do when they're on that. They have the little music video playing in their head. The song they really like or that's really connecting with them. And then, yeah, at this point, I'm just like, oh, this is where the HBO budget came in. It's so, like, oh, it's so good. Yes, it I've was definitely very, listened. I've been listening to that song a lot lately, and and, what, and not only that, like they had this whole thing because everyone was like wearing like the hoodie, and you find this out the significance of the hoodie she's always wearing. Yes, it was Which, her dad's. Yeah, it was her dad's, and um, not, and they do this whole choreography with a bunch of people like lifting her up through the air, and she was like crowd surfing and like this whole dance sequence. And it was very actually very. It reminded me a lot of like once again like Game of Thrones. Like there's this whole scene with Khaleesi and like the people she frees. And like, yeah, her up and like, there's a whole bit. It reminded me a lot of that. And it was actually really cool. And I was just like, because honestly, I had some issues with the, the ending just because I wanted more resolution than I got. Don't but, we always, though? Yeah. But thinking about it now, like since especially since there's a second season, a definite second season, it's like, OK, I'll get my resolutions as they come. But it, it's the show overall, I, at least at the end of this regular season, because there are two specials like this like ended in a very uh in a pretty good way it leaves you wanting more yeah it, 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 they did exactly what they needed to do it's like hey look we need the crowd wanting more let's not tie up all the knots in one show you know what i mean because i'm pretty yeah, sure like that cat and ethan got their happy ending yeah like i said she had the most complete arc because ethan and cat actually finally hook up at the end and cat is finally just like hey look i was scared to be vulnerable with you and you know what i love ethan's response He's like, look, we're in high school. This might not end well, but I like you. Let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Completely honest and a perfectly good answer because it's like, I, look, the thing is, look, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to date you, which is what she was just like. You, her whole thing was that she ne he never really wanted her, you know, be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. You know, because of all because her, her intro story is really fucking sad. Like that, that one actually broke my heart more than any other fucking. <laughs> it's a rough one. But yeah, but yeah, she had the most completed arc for the first season. Everybody else is just kind of open ended right now. And then we have our specials, which we'll, we'll kind of just go quickly over them. Um, the one we're through is just basically it's a whole conversation between her and Ali. Uh, you get a lot more about Ali and like, because he mostly comes off super cool, but this one kind of gives you a little more insight to him that it wasn't always this easy. Oh, yeah. No, he's because. Uh, he's a dude that came out of rehab. He has problems. He yeah. He he sounds like he has everything figured out, but that's just because he's been in the system long enough to sound like he does. Yeah. And everything's not figured out. Um, and then so it's like he and he picks up immediately that Rue's back on drugs. Like he knows. Like <laughs> don't bullshit me. Yeah, and he did it early in the season too. And like I said, the, like the big difference. So with Rue's episode, I feel like it's a lot more. You're getting stuff filled in between because you get you learning more about Ali. Rue is giving just more her feelings and her side of like how things ended. Yeah, she does. And it kind of shows the difference between like how Jules and Rue think about what happened because she says she feels like Jules cheated on her. Yeah, but it also feels like maybe the relationship wasn't so defined at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ali was trying to help her kind of bring her to realization, too. Yes. And that's why I think they're going to break up, at least for a little bit, because they, they outright say in the special when he talks to, I can't remember her name, the waitress. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't remember either. But she's like, yeah, I can't. I took me like all this time to get clean. I could. I can be in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think they both have to work on themselves. Because when we get to the Jules one, I really like this one because it fills in a lot of what was actually going on with Jules. Yeah. Jules. A yeah. lot of events in the story. And like, as I made it very clear, Jules is one of my favorite characters in this show. And God, it's so like it's so hard. It's so heartbreaking and rough because like the stuff with her mom, and that's why she has like these worries with Rue because she's yeah. experienced it with her mom. Yeah, and that's why it's just like I'm just like okay, this is why she has such apprehensions for getting completely attached to Rue because the last person that and it's why they she like they kind of covered that she's almost like this motherly relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's always like the thing. There's always those. Those things that seep in in relationships, so like from your past history, always they, as much as people don't want to admit, it'll always definitely play into relationships in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's like her wrestling with that. And yeah, like I said, you kind of just find out what's going on from her perspective of all this shit, like the shit with Nate slash Tyler, and then her thoughts on like Anna. Like it's clearly like she's very much wrestling with like not just her, like I don't know how I put this. She's going through a lot. Let's just leave it at that. I mean, she's. Yeah, she's dealing with her relationship with Rue. She's like dealing with her own femininity. Um, like they they actually made a lot of weird. I mean, I the thing I like about these specials is that so I mentioned before, like I feel like the show kind of the the stylization of the it becomes a slave to its own stylization where it kind of sacrifices some story because there's definitely some parts of this where I'm just like okay, there's these big long sequences of things happening where I'm just like you could cut this out and have a tighter story. Yeah, but. When you get to the specials, it's such a bottle episode and such a more low-key episode where you're just like, damn. Like, they didn't need any of all that stylized crap. They still throw it in there. Don't get me wrong. But it's like there's literally almost like maybe 10 or 15 minutes straight of you just looking at Jules's face or Rue's face talking. Yeah. And once again, Jules, that, that fucking actress completely blowing the character out of the water like just doing an amazing job because you got every little bit of emotion coming out of her and it was even nice because you see her like she's not in makeup or anything like that she's dressed down yeah and it's like and and she's just as beautiful as ever and it's just like not only that like you 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 see it fills in a lot of the gaps her story and it's just she's struggling with so much especially like her own like i said her own femininity where like Almost to the point where her quest to trust try and being feminine and how kind of push her to identify herself as feminine. It's almost like her own kind of addiction like Rue had. Because they even showed where like as Rue was getting addicted to drugs, like uh, Jules is getting addicted to this relationship with Tyler. You know, this online yeah. relationship to the point where she was completely ignoring Rue and focusing on Tyler where like they even she even said like. It was the best like sex that she's ever had, and it's just sexting. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing I like about this her episode is that it really shows like, hey, look, she even says it. All these relationships are kind of just in my head, and they play out. And like, there's a point too where I'm just like, okay, I thought they were trying to show that she found some other dude when she went away for those like little bit, like when she finally left town. Yeah, but that was just Tyler in her head. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that early. I'm just like, oh, who are these new characters she's throwing in here? What is happening? And then she's like, oh, wait, no, no. Okay, it, it's all head. But like she said, 
Like that was the most meaningful. She got addicted to that relationship. And then when it finally like came crashing down, Rue was there. Yes, she was. Cause they, um, they're talking about like, so one of the other things you find out too is Jules also very much was into Rue. She was just too scared to actually kiss her. Yeah. And that's like when they get to the moment when like Rue actually kisses her, like Jules is almost scared that she's the one that ruined things. Yeah. I mean, that was the cool thing about these specials. It really is just like there are two sides to every story. Yes. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for season two. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to happen. It's they said they're aiming for the end of this year, beginning of next year. We'll see. But either way, I'm excited to get to learn more about these characters and find out what's going to happen. Uh, I came away very positive with the show as heavy as it is. It's I would not try to binge the show. I would space out your watching. Yeah, I mean, even for me, like I said, like, I mean, I had some, like I said, I felt like the stylization of the show kind of, it fell victim to itself, but it, it does kind of make up later with the specials, but I, I couldn't binge this like, in like a day. It's way too fucking heavy. Yeah. And like, it, and I mean, it's just like, like I said, it gets, it's just, it's a lot to take in. And like I said, these are very exaggerated forms of, typical tropes you would see in like maybe like a teen like maybe cw show or like a grassy style show um yeah but, i see that but it's but it, it, it they do it in such a way where like the exaggeration makes the story work and it hits every single chord in just the right way. yeah uh so yeah that's holy shit this has been a long episode by the way i mean we literally did a whole season of a fucking show like episode by episode yes this is gonna i think this will be the longest episode we've done by far yeah uh so yeah hey what's some places people can check you out at uh you can check me out uh on youtube at the gooned up nerds that's my podcast i also have a ig account gooned up nerds one word if you see me just throw up memes it's harkonnen 3750 on ig and uh god damn it you're so close i'm so i was so close i lost my twitter Sorry. Is it Harkonnen 3750? I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. I did it so well when Dalton was on. Get Dalton. <laughs> we'll get him on just for the outros. Just so that he can do it well. Oh, well, thanks for being... Wait, did you just get me here for the outro? What the fuck, guys? <laughs> oh. uh, we love you, Dalton. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Veronica4V, or spelled F-O-R. Uh, you can maybe find me on Twitch twitch.tv slash veronica 4v um hey i keep forgetting to say this but uh if people want could you like give us some five-star reviews and like ratings and this is me shilling because this is apparently a thing you're supposed to do to like grow your podcast but i hate doing that shit but i'm gonna try it once and see if it works if you don't want anyone gives us like any like five-star reviews or if it backfires and everyone just gives us one stars despite us and it's a very powerful thing we're also looking for sponsors Particularly ones that give us free chips or pie and punch. Pie and punch. Shout out to the pie and punch company. Yes, give us some pie and punch, please. There's a pie and punch company. We will very. We would love to sponsor. We would love to like present your product on here. If you just let us eat it, pie and punch. And with that being said, hey, I want to give a shout out to spanking. All right, everyone. See you later. Fuck.
much in my system Money in my head Mama making ends be Working like a slave Daddy ain't at home, no Gotta be a man Do it for my homegrown Do it for the every episode giving a shout out to a kink i thought you were just gonna mention a kink. i didn't i forgot you were gonna do that <laughs> as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.